welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. A great, a wacky Wednesday. The wackiest of Wednesdays. It's a beautiful day outside, I will say that. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's 60 out. I got the shorts on in February. Who would have thought? Well, that's just a normal occurrence. <laughs> oh, just wait until it gets to, you know, April and we have five feet of snow. Oh. <laughs> but we are going to be talking some baseball to start off today's episode of the Leatherman. I'm joined here by Chris Gordy and the birthday man himself, <laughs> Reggie Whoa. Charles Billy Searle. I didn't know it was his birthday. You, Happy you, birthday, Reggie. Thank you, thank you. How are we? It's a great day. Not only is it my birthday, but pitchers and catchers report today. They did. Carlos Rodon. Look great. Walking in, looking like a stud into pitchers keppers. Pitchers catchers camp for the Yankees. He's just stud. Yeah. But, I, I like your hat, by the way. I didn't. I didn't notice it until right now. Very nice, St. Louis. For those in the, for those that are listening right now, I am. You know how much of a big baseball fan I am, but I am also an avid collector of certain fitted hats that are. You know, they have different colorways than the normal team that they're repping, and they have these cool side patches. Like I collect them, and I think they look awesome. And right now I'm repping the St. Louis Cardinals. Still trying to get him to add a Yankee hat to that collection. Oh, that's not happening. That's <laughs> terrible. That is never going Why to not? happen. You should get a a 2009 <laughs> side patch for one of your Yankee hats. Let me tell you, though, yeah. I will say that <laughs> I one of my recent pickups, and actually I didn't even pick this up. I, I came home from the bar one night, and it was like 1.32 in the morning. And what bar? You mean like the... Just, just ones in Scranton. The, you mean like the gym bar? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I, I was having fun with my friends, and then when I came home at night, on my pillow, waiting for me, my now my sister's boyfriend, he works for the Rail Riders in the oh. marketing department, mm-hmm. and he kind of takes charge of the merchandise in the store. So he was able to hook me up with a lovely Scranton Wilkes-Barre red barons fitted hat nice and it is gorgeous it it, it, the second it like i was so stoked when i came home and like the surprise was waiting for me (laughs) my bed and it's this gem of a fitted hat i I couldn't believe it It, it, it's a gorgeous one but i love that that sounds like a great hat oh it is but enough talking about my weird collection we're going to get into my top 12 mlb power rankings insanely early spring training hasn't even truly started yet there haven't been a there hasn't been a single game played but but the off season's I mean, complete teams are starting to work out almost complete i think jerickson jerickson pro far still could sign somewhere oh yeah i'm sure there's a, still a handful of free agents that are still going to find teams like jose iglesias and pro far we got a spot for you in new york uh, whenever you elvis want. andrews <laughs> a whole bunch of other players that are still free agents are going to find their teams but for the most part elvis andrews is still playing He's just retired, man. Like, come on. For hey, the, you were in the movie, Moneyball. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> For the most part, um, the teams are practically complete. I mean, you're still going to have a bunch of minor leaguers competing for roster spots at spring training. But the overall look is there, and these are going to be my top 12 teams heading into the MLB 2023 season. Coming in at number one, I feel like this is... Or should I go from... 12. 12 to 1. 12 yeah, to 12 one? Yeah, yeah. I'll go 12 to 1. Okay. Because we all know number one is the Yankees. <laughs> That's hilarious, but... <laughs> coming in at number 12, 
there was a lot of teams that I truly wanted to put at number 12. But the one that stood out to me the most is the Minnesota Twins. Ooh. I think the Twins are going to win the AL Central. I think they're going to do better than the White Sox. Oh, actually, no, no, that's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. I lied. I, for, I forgot about I my number. Say that's a hot take. I forgot about my number 11 team. But number 12, Minnesota Twins. Signing Carlos Correa to the six-year deal. They have a, a shortstop, and they have that kind of big star player to truly, truly rely on. Um, although losing Luis Arias, who was the batting champ last season, they traded him to the Miami Marlins in exchange for Pablo Lopez. Losing him stinks, but earning Lopez is a lot better than losing Arias. They've needed some help in their starting pitching. I mean, yes, their starting pitching depth is there. They have, you know, Kenta Maeda, who although has been fighting some injuries, could be solid if he's healthy. Um, Joe Ryan's another solid up-and-coming pitcher. Uh, they also got Sonny Gray and a few other guys to, you know, truly space out that rotation. But what? Lopez, obviously the ace of the squad and is going to help him out big time. Let's not forget the GOAT, Joey Gallo. I, <laughs> that is actually, Martel, that is actually something that I was going to bring up for this team. For it's those of you that boy. know, for those of you that are avid baseball fans, but for those of you that don't know, MLB is changing some rules for the next season. The shift is no longer allowed. Two infielders must always be on the either side of second base at all times. They can't make any special kind of arrangement on the infield. So I think that's truly going to help out Joey Gallo big time because we all know the ridiculous shifts that teams have put on Joey Gallo in yeah. the past. Like they've yeah. had they've had everybody, and I mean everybody on the field on the right side, you know, towards second base, first base, and in right field just for him because of how heavy a pull hitter is. And he still didn't bump the ball to the left. Yeah, and I mean he still didn't do that. And he still flew out to right field, which is crazy, but um the shift being gone is going to help Joey Gallo tremendously, and not only is his power numbers going to return, he's going to have a hot, like a higher average than what he usually has. I agree. In a typical season, so Joey Gallo could be, you know, a true catalyst for this team. I mean, other players I see on this team, Max Kepler, he's had a couple down years, but I think he could definitely, uh, I mean, get it going. Trevor Lenarch, he's a he's a pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. I know he's a triple-A guy, so I don't know how much time he's going to get with the Twins, but that will be interesting. And then going to the infield, Royce Lewis. He had season-ending injury last year mm -hmm. back in, what, what was it, early May? Just about. So, so let's see what he can do now. Yeah, we've talked about him in the show in the past. Uh, Royce Lewis was the first-round draft pick, like the very first draft pick, I believe, in a 2017 draft. The Minnesota Twins took him first overall. And he's been in the minor league system for a while because he – was drafted as a high schooler and he signed with the twins so he's had time to develop in the minor leagues but now he's actually up with the twins and is looking forward to a full season now another thing which i think is truly going to change the dynamic of the twin season is if buxton plays at all if they could have a full season of byron buxton this team could really make some big moves but losing him early in the season which is typical could hurt them as well <clears throat> so, they don't have a terrible pitching staff either. I mm -hmm. mean, they got Tyler uh, Mayhole last year. Yeah, like you said, Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, they picked up, and then Joe Ryan. Uh, he's been a, he was a very solid number one for them last year. So. Yeah. So the Twins. It's an interesting pick. I, I like the pick. We'll see how they do. 
the the other team that I was thinking about putting here was the Milwaukee Brewers, but I'm not a fan of the Brewers' offense at the moment. Um, you know, picking that's, up that's fair. Getting Jesse Winker is solid. The rotation is still very very good. You know, they got Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff still headlining that rotation. Devin Williams is going to be solid in the back end. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their one shortstop is really really good. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Garcia, Orlando. No, Garcia? it's, no. it's Luis something. Urias. Luis Urias. Yes. Something like Yeah. 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 Or er, Urias. I know yeah, that's it's, it's, it's spelled U R I A S. Urias. I think that's how you say it. Yes, Luis Urias. Luis Urias. Urias. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's a good shortstop too, but other besides Urias and Winker in that offense, it's it's really not the best. But Minnesota okay. Twins at number twelve. Coming in at number eleven. This is where my hot take, I, it went wrong, and I just totally forgot about this team. The Cleveland Guardians, um, they're coming in at number 11. Let me be honest, I think you're selling them short. I don't think I am. And I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss once we get further into this. Let me go ahead. Into this power rankings. But their young core is really, really good. Um, but I just don't see them as a heavy, like, serious contender just yet. But I believe they're definitely in the right track. I mean, um... Who have they got? They got Stephen Kwan, who had a really good rookie season last year. The Quantum Realm. The Quantum Realm. Um, Andres Jimenez, who they got in the trade for Francisco Lindor a while ago. He was an all-star last year. Ahmad Rosario. Ahmed Rosario. They also got him in that trade, too. Those kind of guys are going to be coming up and making moves. And the two main points that I wanted to bring up about the Guardians is that I think Tristan McKenzie, although he was solid last year, he still had some rough outings. I think he's going to be miles better this season than what he was last year. Yes. I I think Tristan McKenzie is truly going to step in and be comfortable and find his, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? His groove. He'll find his groove this year, and he will be a stud. And I think he could possibly finish top 10 in the Cy Young voting. Ooh, I like that, though. Speaking of Cy Young voting, I think somebody on this team is going to win the Cy Young Award. I believe Shane Bieber is going to win a second. Go ahead. It's sticky note for that one. That's a, yeah, no, that's a sticky note. Word I think Shane Bieber is going to win the Cy Young Award once again. Um, although his division is a bit more competitive this year, I think that's going to help him too. I don't hate that take. And again, I think you are selling them short. I like the, the young core, how they played last year. Jose Ramirez is still playing at a fantastic rate. I mean, if they just improve, this could be a 101 ball club. Especially in the division that they're in. I mean, they, they got 92 wins last year. No one expected them to be this good. That's yeah, such a young core. They're just they're going to just improve. It's not like they are they still have to bring up guys from double and triple A. All their guys are here right now. And they're here to stay. Yeah, and I mean, that is true. They do have, they're, they're starting to become more like the Rays where they have a bunch of their homegrown and core players starting to get some true playing time for them. But... Again, there's just something about them that I think doesn't put them ahead of all these other teams that I'm going to mention. That's fair. So, coming in at number 10 with that, did you, did you want to break something else about no, the Guardians? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, coming in at number 10, the St. Louis Cardinals. Huge offensive upgrade, and I mean huge offensively upgrade going from Contreras to Molina, or, or Molina to Contreras. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Although losing Yadier's defense and his 
pitch calling, smartness. Although losing that does hurt, Contreras is miles better a hitter than Yadier Molina. And no respect to Molina because he's still a solid offensive player. Contreras is one of the best offensive catchers in the league. One of the best catchers, period, in the league. Mm-hmm. And, I'd say probably a top five catcher in the MLB right now. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, you could even say top three. And, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, reigning MVP, he's going to have another good season. Nolan Arenado is also going to have another good season. I love the rotation. For See, one through four, I love the rotation. The rotation looks good on paper, but the main question is the health. Are they going to stay healthy? Now yeah, That is true. And can Wainwright at 40 years old, 40, 41, 42, yeah, 41, 42, halfway through the season. Still pitch like an ace. Still think? pitch like an ace. That's that's the main thing with this team. I think the rotation has high low highs, high, blah, blah, has high highs and also low lows. Yes. Because, you know, Adam Wainwright being that old, he could definitely start to deteriorate this season, especially after losing his battery mate, Yadier Molina. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he can work well with another catcher and if Contreras can find his rhythm and his groove like the way Yadier Molina did. But here's the biggest thing for this team. Jack Flaherty needs to bounce back. Yes. He needs to bounce back. It's not like an if or an or. He needs to bounce back for this team to you know be a solid contender in the playoffs. I still think they make the playoffs even if he does good or not. But I don't think that. Yeah, I think that NL Central is probably the weakest division this year. But they could go further if Flaherty bounces back. But Flaherty, if he yeah, doesn't, I think that Miles Michaelis and Jordan Montgomery are going to pick up Flaherty slack. Yes, I think Jordan Montgomery is going to be a very solid pitcher for them. For I think he's going to have there. probably a career year this year. To be honest with you, I can see it. Very possible. And even and last year was his career, and he had a. Yeah, he, he, I think he's just getting better. He was he good with the Yankees there. last yeah. year, but then the second he got traded to the Cardinals, he became an ace. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? So, so I think that hey, we love Bader though. No, yeah, we love him. Yeah, that that trade actually did end up working out well yeah. for both teams. For both I thought teams, I, would say, yeah. I thought that the, when I first saw that trade happen, I I was skeptical because of Bader's health, but he came back healthy and he's solid for the Yankees. He and that he could play in New York. You could even see an extension happen to Mr. Bader. I would love an extension. Me too. And you know what? The the trade opened up the opportunity for Dylan Carlson to play center mm-hmm. instead of playing in the right field. And Lars Newtbar, their very touted uh, prospects from last year. I know he played some games, got injured a little bit. Now he's going to get a full season out in right field. Yeah. So, and I, I love the depth on this team too. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the infield depth is amazing. I mean, Tommy Edmund can play anywhere. Ben Donovan can play anywhere. Paul DeJong is, yeah. can play anywhere. And he he's a very solid veteran, too, and he could help these younger players grow into their roles. So, yeah, no, this, this, the so, Cardinals are going to be a very solid team. I mean, they always are. It's, it's something just like – there's something weird about the Cardinals. They're, they're, winning, they're a winning organization. Exactly. Yeah. Where they just make the standard playoffs. Standard is the standard. Mm-hmm. So Cardinals coming in at number ten. Like the best comparison, I think I gave this last year. They're the Pittsburgh Steelers of baseball, where yeah. they're yeah. you expect they're never to win. Be awful. No, they're never going to be awful. But you know, it's just can they go all the way in the championship? It just depends on that year and if yeah. they have a good enough squad to yeah. do so. Sadly, it wasn't last year. Sadly, it wasn't last year. <laughs> I thought it could have been. We all did. I was I was high on them. I was high on them too. So I was too. It just felt it felt like a St. Louis year. Coming in at number nine. <laughs> Got one of the first ALS AL East teams on this list. Actually, one of two. It's Toronto Blue Jays. Their starting pitching depth and their rotation is the second best in all of baseball, right behind the New York Yankees, in my opinion. 
their rotation, they got Kevin Gosman. Although Jose Barrios kind of stunk it up last year, I think he could easily bounce back. I think he's going to bounce back. They have now newly addition Chris Bassett, who had a great year for the Mets last year. They also have Hinjin Ryu and Alec Manoa, who finished third in silent voting last year. So this starting pitching rotation is gorgeous. It looks really, really good. And they're, you know what's better? Their bullpen. Their bullpen is solid, too. They upgraded and then some in the bullpen. And another thing that the Toronto Blue Jays did, too, is that they added a few left-handed hitters, which were very much lacking in their offense over the last few seasons. But they traded for Dalton Varsho, who is a stud utility player from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He could play anywhere in the outfield you want him to play, and he could even catch some games behind the plate too. Which I don't think they need. But. They don't need. They don't need because <laughs> they, they the got two, probably, probably the best two man catcher tandem in the league. Yeah, Alejandro Kirk and uh, Danny Jensen. Danny Jensen. Which Danny Jensen, if he wanted, he's to, he's underrated. He can start in. Probably 20 of 30 ball clubs right now. Danny Jansen is a severely underrated player, and I was underrating him in the past, too, because I never truly realized how good he was until I saw his stats last season. He had an OPS, like, over 850, I think. So, Jansen, good catcher. Alejandro Kirk, also a good catcher. But They also have Whit Merrifield they traded for last year. That, too. I completely forgot about Whit Merrifield. So, you know, he's a solid infielder to add great defense and speed to this team. And, of course, you know, you always have offensive sluggers like Vlad Jr., George Springer, and Ke- a few other players. The depth chart on MLB.com has Kevin Kiermeyer starting at center field over George Springer. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so Why is all- Kiermeyer well, still in the league? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> the thing about Kiermeyer is that we all know that he's not the best of hitters, but his defense is stellar. And, I mean, you could argue that he's the best defender in all of Major League Baseball. So what the Blue Jays, what you could see them doing is they could start Kevin Kiermaier in center field and then just have Springer carry on one of the corner spots alongside Varsho. You so. know, they have, they have Varsho on left, George and right, which I don't, I don't hate. I just think it's funny that Kevin Kiermaier is still playing baseball. In yeah, the that, that's another uh, point I wanted to bring up about the Blue Jays is that they're outfield defense stellar, you yeah. know, between Varsho, KK, and Springer. And they have, they have a huge outfield out there too, so... Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to have a lot of ground to cover, and they're going to do that well. So they come in at number nine. I would be scared of Toronto, but, I mean. They just don't beat us. They can't beat us. Coming in <laughs> at number are eight. Are we wrong? Coming in at number eight, <laughs> I have a team that faced the Toronto Blue Jays in the playoffs last year. I got the Seattle Mariners. I think they're just a slightly better ball club than the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Teoscar Hernandez, I can't even – explain to you enough that how much of a great how much of a great pickup that is snagging hernandez hernandez in my eyes is one of the most criminally underrated players in the entire league he is a slugger and i mean the slugger he could consistently give you 30 to 40 home runs every single season um this is a top five rotation in baseball i will maybe thousand percent say that interesting i think i put them at four really in mine it's 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 tough to beat very tough to beat, but I think that this team, like like Chris has been saying, how they made the playoffs last year, showed that they could compete. I mean, the heartbreaking loss to Houston, but everyone that happens to everybody. But yeah. they won a playoff series. Yeah. Not only did they make the playoffs, they won a playoff yeah. series. They have they done showed they could do it since the early two thousands. They got young talent. They have studs in the rotation. This team can do some. Da- this team can do some damage. I don't know about winning the division, but they could definitely do damage. Here, here's they're going to compete for it. I, I know that for a oh, fact. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. I hope. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be as an easy walkthrough for the Astros in the ALS this year as it has been in the past. The Mariners are here to fight now. I hope. They're they're not here to last year wasn't a fluke. I'm gonna tell you that. They're going to be a consistent playoff contender. Let, let, let's hope and pray. Let's hope and pray. <laughs> let's hope and pray that it wasn't a fluke. You can all agree on that. Because they've had they have this core now. And they've proved that they can not only make the playoffs, but succeed in the playoffs too. So I think this team is here to stay, and I think they're here to give the Astros a run for their money. And we need to start giving J.P. Crawford some respect, that shortstop. Definitely. Criminally, criminally underrated since 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, because they haven't had really any winning years. Yeah. But he has just been a cornerstone of this franchise since twenty, the mid-2010s. Right. And... We got to start talking about him. Yeah, J.B. Crawford definitely is really good. He's a smooth player, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, from his swing to his defense, like, he's a smooth guy. And then they, they probably have, honestly, right now, a leader for the MVP candidate, Julio Rodriguez. That's that's one of the topics that I wanted to bring up about the Mariners team. I think that Luis Castillo is going to be in silent contention this year. I like that. I think he could also finish within the top ten voting, like McKenzie. Um, might not really come close to winning it, but I think he'll have a very good year for the Mariners as their ace. And another thing about the pitchers that the Mariners have, I think that Robbie Ray is going to bounce back. I think he's. Yeah. I think I think last year was a hard kind of season for him transitioning into a new team, um, a new environment. I mean, although Seattle is close to Canada, it's way further west than Toronto is, and it's just a different kind of environment. So I think he just had a little bit of troubles adjusting to the Seattle Mariners field and, you know, being a part of that ball club. But I think he's going to bounce back. And I think that Julio will be in the run for MVP this year. And I also think that he will be the first 40-40 player since Alfonso Soriano. Oh, that'd be another sticky note right there. That's a great take. I love that, though. Julio, he's got some really strong power, and I don't think it showed as much as it did last year. Although he hit, like, 28 home runs, I think he's more than capable of hitting 40 in a season. Agreed. And last year, he stole, I think, like, 27 or 25 bases. He only played in 130 games. So, it's possible to see those both of those numbers increase. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the first 40-40 player since 2006. Chris, I hate to do this to you, but we have seven teams to talk about, and we, we have do. seven minutes so, left. So we're going we're gonna to rapid-fire these a little bit. A little bit. Okay. So number seven, I got the Los Angeles Dodgers. like that. I, I, I like have, how you have them lower. I have them I this like low it. because their offseason was, like, super mediocre. Yeah, um, they lost way too much. They, they lost a few key players, um, such as Justin Turner. They lost Trey Turner, too. Um you know, and other than that, they didn't really do all that much in the offseason. I mean, they re-signed Clayton Kershaw. They traded for Miguel Rojas to fill a shortstop gap. But the thing that this Dodgers team is going to be doing this year is relying internally. They're going to be focusing a lot of their farm guys. Or the first guys, time they've done that in years. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be focusing on a lot of farm players and not just farm players, players that are, like, on the 40-man roster, but more so, like, bench-ish players. So, like, yeah. you're going to see guys like Gavin Lux, um... Max Muncy and all those other kind of players get a bit more starting time than what they usually would. So I have them coming in at number seven. Number six, sucks that Orlando isn't here. I got the Philadelphia Phillies. Ooh. I got the Philadelphia Phillies at number six. They're the reigning National League champs, so it's hard to not put them high up on the power rankings list. Um, but their offseason, besides getting Trey Turner and also Taiwan Walker and a few other guys, their offseason was just 
okay to me. Um, besides those two big pickups, mm-hmm. um, you know, Gregory Soto is a nice addition to the bullpen, but Craig Kimbrell could help them out, but he could also really destroy their bullpen too. Do you have the Mets above them? I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I because do. with Harper out. Harper's not coming back to the All-Star break. There's no way that they could. Um, I, I hope they, I want them to win that division, but I just don't yeah. see them being able to win that division with Harper out. Yeah. I don't, I don't Har- Harper, know, Harper being out hurts, but listen, you're too, the you're end too low finish. on the Mets. It's do you it. blame me? I, 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 do what, I do when I don't. <laughs> it's the Mets. I do when I they don't. They do it every year. But they'll be I better don't... in the regular season than the Phillies, I think. Exactly. And there's that, too. So, I got... I got the Phillies coming in at number six, although, you know, their offseason was a little lackluster. They're the reigning NL champs, and they still got a bunch of the players that were on the team last year. Agreed. So, the only, por- they're only gonna person do they lost was uh, Gene, and yeah. they lost, like, some bullpen guys, but yeah, they weren't, yeah, anyway. Coming in at number five was the team that faced the Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs last year. I got the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. Out of all the teams in the, in the entire Major League Baseball, I think this is the best team on paper. Looking at it, I'll agree with that. With the amount of stars they got, I mean, not only did they just sign Xander Bogarts to a massive contract and picked him up, I mean, they still have Juan Soto, they still have uh, Manny Machado, Tatis is going to be back for a full season, and that right there is a catalyst for this team. Fernando Tatis being truly back is going to exceed this team to even further expectations of what they had last year. And we're not even mentioning the pitching core. And Musgrove, and we're, yeah, Darvish, we're not even talking about the pitching. Snell, um, who else did they got over there? They got Hater. I think they Hader just has picked up Michael Walker on a four-year deal. Michael Walker? They oh did. Oh my god! They just they just picked him up on a four-year contract. Very cheap contract too. It was like four years, twenty-four million. That's fair. That's a solid contract. It's a solid contract for the both of them, and it it has um, some benefits for the Padres if Walker doesn't perform to his expectations. Fair enough. So. Again, you know, just on paper, that team alone is absolutely incredible. And that's why I have them in at number five. Number four, I have this team slightly better than the Padres just because of the stellar offseason they had. I have the New York Mets coming in at number four. Best offseason in all major leagues this time around, I think so. Because you got Kodai Senga, um, Justin Verlander. They got they brought back Adam Adovino. Who else did they get? They they re-signed Edwin Diaz. They extended him, and Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo. They extended him too. Um, Jeff McNeil. They did that as well, and they had a few Correa for a couple days. They had Correa for a couple days, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this Mets team had a really really did good offseason. Alonzo. They didn't. That they didn't. Not do. yet. Not yet. Um, but I know they had a few other free agent pickups that I can't think of right now. But on for in terms of the offseason. They had the best one in all the major leagues. And in my eyes, a few years of Verlander and Scherzer is better than five years of just the ground. It's not hateful. I like that. Like, if they chose to, you know, go with the ground for that amount of time, they and, you win. know, they lose, lose Verlander, or not lose Verlander, lose Scherzer, and then just have the ground rather than those two, I think that wouldn't have been the best for the Mets. So I think having both Verlander and Scherzer is a lot better than just having the ground. And I will say, watch for breakout seasons from Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty. Yep, they're I like far- Alvarez. They're, they're I'll far- give you that. I like Alvarez. Their farm and their prospects are going to come up this season. You know, they got AAA guys such as Brett Beatty and Alvarez, who are both really good hitters. They're going to have full seasons in the MLB this year, or just close to full seasons, so they could help out this Mets team even further. Yeah. Coming in at number three, New York Yankees. 
bringing back Judge was a critical, critical move that they absolutely had to do, and they did. Um, Carlos Rodon, very good starting pitcher, adding to an already amazing starting pitching rotation with Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez. You know, Rodon adds to it. You can tell me a few more starting pitchers' names. Like, they're all... Domingo, yeah. Domingo, Herman. Uh, we don't Frankie. Know. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say Frankie. He hasn't no, earned we that. No, sh- we don't need it. He hasn't earned that yet. Their, their starting pitching is stellar. Their starting pitching staff is stellar, but their infield needs more work. It it does. And I, I think what we just we have to just see what the young guys give us. I I'm a big believer in seeing what the young guys give us. I know there's a lot of Yankee fans out there that wanted to buy a shortstop or wanted to get a, get a better third baseman. I think the defense that Donaldson gives us. It's just too critical. Yeah. I know the offense is lacking, but I think the shifts could also help with the offense, so we'll see how that goes. Going into the season with Isaiah kind of Falefa as your starting shortstop would be bad. So I think I, I firmly still believe, and I've been saying this since October, and I'm going to keep saying this, I think Anthony Volpe is going to be the starting Volpe. shortstop. Volpe. I mean, he, sh- he should be. He should be after spring training. I mean, I think they're going to let him compete for that spot, and I yeah. think he's going to earn it. He should earn it because if they still have Kiner Falefa as the main guy, then that's that's going to yeah, hurt the Yankees. Man. That's going to hurt the Yankees for the course of the season. And just real quick, coming in at number two, obvious pick, Atlanta Braves. They still have the strongest core in all of Major League Baseball. They have a bunch of their great guys for a lot of lot of lot of time. They could be a dynasty. And not only nice. not only do they have that strong core already, they added Sean Murphy and they made him part of the core too by extending him. And losing Swanson, no problem for this team. It's not a problem because, you know, there's this guy named Vaughn Grissom who came up a little bit, (laughs) who came up a little bit for the Braves last year and he did well. So they got him. And then obviously, Michael Harris is a stud. Michael Harris is a stud. He's going to have a full major league season after his rookie of the year campaign. And then last but most certain, but most certainly least, we'll say that. The Houston Astros coming out at number one. Oh, it, yeah, it's, okay. it's, We're it's, done. It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. World Series champs. Seattle, do God's work, please. I will say, though, <laughs> that their lackluster offseason could hurt them. Hopefully. I will say that. I, I want to believe it, but Dusty Baker has a good crew over there. Jose Abreu, by the way, is batting a career of like 180 against the Yankees. I guarantee you after this year, that goes up to about 425. <laughs> <laughs> gets a hit every every at bag against the Yankees this year. We're gonna take a short little break when we come back. We got Volpone and Erickson coming on for some puck talk. This is the lineup in here on ninety point seven WCOH. Keep it locked. We're back <laughs> on the Letterman at 90.7 WCLH. I'm joined in the studio with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Nicholas Falpone. You know who it would be. It's Nikki V. I'm fired up today. Beautiful day in the bear. Got some sun on my face. Got some sun on my skin. I can't, can't lie. I'm feeling good. Nice. <laughs> Why are you all looking at me like I got 10 heads? 
You got the shades on, bro. You do got the shades Plenty on. Plenty of damn shades on inside. <laughs> the way we like it. Yes, sir. And the captain himself. Number 78. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor himself. Dr. Philly. A.K.A. Philly Cheeseburger. Fellas. A.K.A. Philly Kessel. A.K.A. Dr. Philly. You know the names. <laughs> Always a pleasure, boys. And I want to give a quick shout out. One. Papa Meats, as always, our guy, always supporting the brand. For but the technically, brand. but secondly, to you two fellas. Oh, I'll stop that. For announcing the game this weekend. It's my pleasure. Hey. It's absolutely my pleasure. Fantastic. Just, just doing our work. Fantastic. Doing God's work. Doing God's oh work. My God. Doing God's work, supporting the fellas. Yeah, I got something for you, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. That's for you. Rose, a couple days late from Valpone. Only a day, only, don't only date, a couple, only maybe 24 hours late. Don't ever date Nick Valpone to get your roses two days late. So, day late. It's the thought that counts, Philly. It's better late than never. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But seriously, <laughs> I know you guys sounded great in the broadcast, so. I tried my best. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was definitely a good experience. Hopefully, I'll we'll be doing it again. Oh yeah, no, we'll we'll hundred percent be doing it again. We have a lot of broadcasts coming up in these co- next seven o'clock uh, Friday night. Actually, let them know. Seven o'clock senior night. Our very own Cody Dix will be wrestling going toe to toe. His final match at Wilkes, Valpone and Lance Priestess on the call. It's That'd gonna be, be awesome. a fun one. That'd be I'm awesome. Excited to talk some wrestling. All right, it's but here fun. we're here to talk some hockey. So we're here to talk some it. puck, like I said earlier. Some puck with a chest. You know, we we could we could come out you with you know in our power rankings and you see seven of the eight teams in the in the metro except for Philly. And oh my <laughs> god, bro! This is I absolutely. Meets, I ain't say that. I ain't say that. Really now? But I don't, dis- funny. I don't disagree with Martel. it though. It's funny. It's really Thank funny, you. buddy. Listen, you heard you heard the the drum. Here, wait, I'll play it again. Thank you. I'm here every day. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Um, but you know that would be boring. So what what we had instead, Doctor Philly cooking in the lab, cooking cooking in the kitchen actually, is the top three teams in each division. I love All right. it. Yeah. But first, we'll get to that. But first, we got to break down this Tarasenko trade, boys. Oh no! Here we go. It's too important not to talk about. We do, and I think we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week when it happened, it was a great trade for both teams. Or, I wouldn't say great, but good, good trade for both teams. Looking to be a very fair trade for both teams based on the circumstances. Yes. So. Now, it, obviously for St. Louis fans, you know, Tarasenko not, got, you, got you your first cup. Was it first? No. Yeah. yeah. In a what? It wasn't the first. I think it was the first cup. 2019, special year. Great year for them. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a fan seeing this. You know, mm. it, it, no, it, it's it's tough to look at. It really is, especially like you know he's been on the team for a decade. He was the captain for seven years. Six no, he years. Wasn't the captain. No, he was the always captain. the assistant. Or as the assistant, that was kind of what led to this. Is Ryan R O R becoming the factor? Ryan mm. O'Reilly becoming yeah. the captain. Um, I forgot he was a captain. After okay. Petrangelo signed with Vegas. Look, this is Ooh. all I got to say. I think the intent is there, but as a Flyers fan, I'm not happy about it. That's fair. Straight up. I mean, you I saw his first game as a, as a Ranger. You know, right, first I just, game for a shift two, two minutes into the game, dog. Tucking from Panarin. 
those two playing together. He had a, he had a hat trick over the weekend too. Canary the bread man. Nine. Did you see there? Where were they? Four, down in bro. down in Carolina. Yeah, down in Carolina, they had, he had a loaf of bread thrown on the ice after his hat trick. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so sick. Yeah, no, that, that's a scary first line though. But it's just crazy. So break it down for you. Break New, down, New York gets Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. People are really underval- undervaluing Mikola. Mm-hmm. This kid, this kid's a fi- fifth or sixty third pair, but he really solidifies that third pair for the Rangers. They are locked and loaded on defense with that trade. But Tarasenko, I mean, this guy's Stanley Cup champion. This is a guy who's played with Panarin before in Russia. It's actually vouching for him originally when he was still playing in Russia. He wanted St. Louis to sign Panarin, but Chicago got to him first. St. Louis thought he was too small. And two Stanley Cups later for Panarin, he's now at the Rangers. And everyone knows about him, top 10 player in the league. And you put these two together, it's scary. And this New York Rangers lineup, you know, there's a reason they're in my top three when we get to the rankings because it, it's it's unbelievable it's the sc- offensive power, offensive firepower these guys have. You just hate to see it. It's a scary sight for the Metro. And it like really the thing is, that's only going to get more dangerous with time too. Like the more they mold into each other. Like you literally saw, like Philly's going to love this. But you saw the dynasty Chicago made. That literally took like over four years for it to be the way it was. And then mm-hmm. once it peaks, it stays for another three. Another four, you know. So. Mm-hmm. But I want to give St. Louis some love too. I mean, they get a 2023 first round pick, conditional pick. So the Blues get the latter of the Rangers pick or the Dallas first round pick this this year. And this is a loaded first round this year. It looks like Dallas is probably going to be the latter of that pick. But still, you're getting a first round pick this year. You're getting Sammy Blay goes back to St. Louis after a short stick stint. With the Rangers, nice. Sammy Blay won a Stanley Cup on that 2019 team. Hunter Skidder, good prospect, and another fourth-round pick. And then they also retained 50% of that salary this year. So it gives them that room to kind of – gives New York Rangers enough room to sign that or to keep Tarasenko. But if you're the St. Louis Blues and you know this guy's leaving at the end of the year and you know he's UFA and he's not coming back, you got to make this trade. And I think they got – as much value in it and as many pieces to it as they could have gotten based on all the circumstances. That's why I love this trade for both sides. Oh, yeah. Again, tough on the sea, but like you said, the value for both teams, and it had to be done. It had to be done. Because if, if you don't make it, you lose, you're losing them for nothing if you're St. Louis. Exactly. Now, could do you think they could have got a slightly better deal closer to the deadline? Because I know I didn't realize the NHL trade deadline is three weeks away. Yeah. So I think – or I guess two weeks away. It is. I think it's tough, right? Because you look at a trade like this and you're making it a few weeks out. You just really don't know what's going to be out there. And if you're the Rangers and you like this trade and you're willing to make that trade, it's better to make it earlier rather than later because you know you're getting the guy you want. You know you're getting the guy that can help you. And making this trade, you just you know how unbelievable your lineup's going to be. So yeah. I'm saying if you if you're getting a guy like this, you know exactly what you're getting. You make that deal early, then you don't have to worry about, you know, the 12 hours before the trade deadline because you already got your guy. And at that point, you're probably giving up a second first-round pick or 
yeah. a second round pick instead 100%. of a fourth round pick. And uh, like I said, great trade for both sides. I think it will work out in the long run. I'm hoping to see if I'm curious to see if the Rangers can re-sign Tarasenko in the offseason. Because it could it could be done. That's gonna they be have huge. room. They'll have to take a little little pay cut, but we'll I see. Mean, he likes he's always wanted to play at Panera and he wants to be in a bigger city. Do you think he does take the pay cut if they make a f- a far playoff run? Like if they go back to the conference. I think final. if he has a great finish this season, mm-hmm. great playoffs where the winner loses Stanley Cup, I think it's it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I think a piece will have to be moved, but what like piece? I, said, I would I would I would have to look at contracts and look at guys because they got to resign Keandre Miller this off season. Like they have some really good young players coming up. But you don't off think even deal. if things go well, he's just gonna stay stay there. It's just the flat caps just killing teams right now. So it's all about they you can't know keep them. That's the problem. That's it's you know and the thing is if he does have a great finish this season. You know, you're looking at having to pay him more money just right. based on value. So it's there's so many factors to consider, and you know, with New York having to re-sign some really good players too, it's just it's going to have to be an after the season problem to work the numbers out. Yeah, because it, it might involve a couple of guys taking some pay cuts when open market value might be higher. That's the NHL right now. That's the NHL right now. So we kind of that's the sacrifice going to make to have really good teams in NHL right now. And that's why the windows are so small with some of these teams. That's why the Rangers are going for it this year because they have all these guys on pretty good deals. And I like how the East is setting up right now because mm-hmm. you got a lot of young teams at the forefront right now. Now, of course, yep. you do have the, the Boston Bruins, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. But I mean, the Devils, young, very young, young. very young, the youthful ones. Yeah, you got Tampa. Tampa's still <clears throat> sticking around, but they're they're not the same Tampa that they've been the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of limping it. I want to say limping, in, but but it's like, but like that. You, you already know my thoughts on Toronto. I was just gonna say. I mean, you're versing a different type of Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I just can't say it enough. T- Tampa knows if they get in, they're making a run. Yeah, absolutely. They just got to no, no, no. get, they, they, they get there. One thousand percent right. But uh, I don't get past the first round every time. I don't know if they. Eh. If, I don't know if they're beating. I don't know about that. This Boston year. this year. That's what I was gonna say. This year, because Boston is just on a different level. I don't know if anybody's beating Boston this year, though. That's the thing. Exactly. But Tampa's right up there, having one of the best chances. I would love to see a New Jersey, New York series, first oh, round matchup, or even so if that good. could somehow be a second round matchup. Yeah, mm. stakes would be high. We'll see. It's it's close. It it could happen. Well, with that being said, listen, we'll get to the Atlantic. You're just gonna skip over the me- the. Oh, never mind. That's how that's how we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought we were going Metro first. I remember. Nah, we're going Atlantic. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, the Atlantic, it's it's honestly pretty straightforward. We've been talking about these teams all year. We've known. I feel like we've known for months now the Bees are in the driver's seat, and we've known that we're going to get another Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, first-round matchup. Probably going seven games, probably breaking Leafs' hearts. Right, Martel? 1,000% breaking Leafs' hearts. Is that you who wrote that at the bottom? Yes, that was me. (laughs) And and quote-unquote Ryan Martel, Toronto are frauds. Like, like always. always. Comma. Comma like, like always. always. Got to get the good grammar there. <laughs> but these teams are loaded. Like, <laughs> Subject predicate. It, it, 
if you're one of these three teams, you are frustrated that you got to, like, if you're Boston, you're like, yeah, thank God I'm playing the wild card. But if you're Tampa, Toronto, you're like, not this again. Because, the, I mean, this is the most loaded division right now. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that we're getting a first-round matchup like Tampa Bay and Toronto, you know, looking back on the one through eight, you know, Eastern Conference teams play each other. It was that first round matchup used to just be a cakewalk. But now it's it is a dogfight just to get out of the first round. I mean you look at it last year, Toronto was a goal away from probably going to the Stanley Cup final. One thousand percent goal away. <laughs> like, I don't I mean, know about the Stanley Cup final, but at least But Sam, I mean Tampa Tampa went to the final and they were it, they were on the brink. So oh, you know, I got you know Boston at the one. <laughs> They've been so good this year. They are loaded. They the depth they have. You see a big OT winner from Pasternak last night. He just continues to get, you know, make himself more and more money on this deal. He's going to sign every goal he scores. Who who is your fourth team? That's that's my big question because the top three are pretty obvious. Who's your fourth team Ooh, in this division? That's a good question. As as much as it pains me to say that Toronto's in the top three in this division, I mean, there's looking at the rest. I mean, there's a clear top three and a clear everyone else. I mean, I know my number four, and I would love to see this team in the playoffs, not just for them, but for the city. Mine's Buffalo. Mm. How about you, Buffalo? I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say the Panthers. Mine's I want, Buffalo. I want to say the Red Wings, but it doesn't look like that. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with Buffalo too. I, I, you know, I'm going to go Red Wings. That's fair. Th- those, those are my two teams I would love to see in the playoffs, but especially Buffalo. I would love to see this team in the playoffs. I really don't. Think, I don't think the Panthers would be a good fit for the playoffs this year. If I'm being honest, I think the Panthers. Even I think if they, they're losing in the first round. I, if they do make it, they're losing yeah, in the first round. Correct. I just think it's I a mean, waste. The Sabers have five games in hand on the Panthers. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the the Sabers either because I mean, like he, like Philly just said, they only played 52 games. Same with the Red Wings. Like, there's going to be changes to this uh, standings, but yeah. Um, I just think like it's good to see the Red Wings in playoffs, man. Like that's just traditional. I'm a traditional. Mm-hmm. I love watching traditional hockey. You know. I mean, they're right there. I mean, I still. Oh my think god! Yeah, they're right on the tail away, end of but, them. Dude, they're getting really good goaltending right now from Huso. They're on a three-game win streak. I wish Montreal was on this division. Why? So they'd be at the top. Yeah. So they <laughs> actually be competing for a wild card. <laughs> like I mean, Ottawa is is above us. Ottawa. I mean, I just think injuries are just killing Montreal right now. That's true. No Caulfield for the rest of the year. You know, like I said, all their good players are young. So there's a lot to be excited about Montreal, but. Not in this division. Definitely not in this division. Do you you think we're going to be competing with Boston, Tampa Bay, or Toronto in the next couple years? I I mean, I I, I would hope so. I mean, I think as early as two, you have to find goaltending. I don't want to lose Kerry. <laughs> He's not playing. He's I know. Not playing I know. We, we need a new goaltender. That, that's what's killing us, too. Mm-hmm. The injuries and no goaltending. Goaltending's, so, like, such a huge factor in hockey. Can, it literally oh can God. carry a team. That's why, that's why the Rangers and the Lightning, you know, Vasilevsky and Shesterkin, you have a guy like that who plays 70 <laughs> games a year if he wants to. And carry you to a Stanley Cup. 
you know how easy it is to break down another team like they get so much in their heads and they'll tell you like this goal this this tendy bro like i cannot like and they tell everybody and then they all just start breaking down like it happens i i've seen it when i, I don't know you've probably seen it. like mm -hmm. you've probably experienced it too like dude this goalie like it makes you scared to shoot the puck like mm -hmm. they don't even put it on net like all these factors hot goal hot High goaltending. High goaltending. It's like nothing else in the NHL. It's like bread and butter at an Italian restaurant. You need it. <laughs> Spot on. Write that on a sticky note. <laughs> Go on to the Metro now. Top three. <laughs> I, met, I mean, right for me, it's it's New York Rangers after making this trade. They still mm, have Shesterkin. They still have Shesterkin. Look at this top line. It's a Banajad, Panarin. Tarasenko, they're putting the kids' line back together, too. You know, this decor, Fox, Miller. Like, there's just no holes in this lineup. And it's built to win a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're going, going to win to, the Stanley but Cup, but happen. they're going to make a deep run. Especially they're going the, to make a I think deep the, run. I think the Metro is, like, constantly getting stronger, but this year it's not – the strongest it could be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is definitely a year the Rangers could come out on top, I think. I think it's going to be weird because I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I don't see the Penguins or Capitals in the playoffs this year. Uh, them, I don't know about that, Marty. Really, Maybe not the Caps. I think the Pens. I really Sadly, like, I'm never going to root for the Pens, but if I was to... I really like the Islanders move. I love the Islanders move to get Horvat. Oh, they, that's huge. They, I've been playing that's a lot big, better hockey big. with him. The last didn't he weeks. didn't he wear the team he was on's jersey though for the All Star game? He wore he wore the Isles jersey on yeah. the Pacific Division All Star team. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's pretty funny. That's that's that's. A joke. Well, I mean, I think yeah. the one one of the Pens or the Caps. I mean, they're basically tied in the standings in. right now. One of them sneaking in. Islanders are right there too, though. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean. All right, if you're going to count in the Islanders, I mean... Don't you... No. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> Muted it. Not happening. I mean, I was talking to my was talking to my, my buddy, Nico, the other day, and we were talking about the Penguins, and the Penguins are never bad enough to get a decent first-round pick, but never, like, good enough to go deep, at least since these... This since the last couple of cops. Yeah. Like, they are just middle of the pack between, like, 13 and 17, sneak into the playoffs, maybe go a round or two. They probably beat the Rangers last year if Sid doesn't get a concussion um, in that game five, and they push to seven, win the game, win the series. Like, you look at this Penn's team, and it's there's just, like, no juice. Like, they're good enough to get in, but they're not good enough to even probably win the first round. Yeah. Can I just so, say something to Marty? That's just really irking me. Yeah. How are you going to come at me when you're on a three-game win streak and you still have less points than the Flyers, bud? Three-game win streak. And you only have 50 points put up. Less points than us. And you're going to mute me? Come on, man. You guys stink. You're at the bottom of the table, bro. You guys stink. That's all you get. No facts, though, Phil. No facts, no, Phil. No facts. No facts. I don't need facts. No Kind of hot. <laughs> Getting traded. I still believe it. I still have the sticky note. Oh, my God. Where is it? Somewhere over here. He ain't getting traded. I also saw the sticky note that says the New Jersey Devils will go farther than the playoffs in Toronto Maple Leafs. And I still will stick to that. I actually kind of love that right now. 
But, um, <laughs> Going to the Western Conference because we do have four, six. Oh wait, but you didn't. I say got Carolina at my two. Yeah. I think they're they're going to make a deadline acquisition. Losing Pacioretty three games back after recovering from that Achilles is big. They probably need a forward after losing that, and they definitely needed a D. I can't tell you who it's going to be, but that there's a two not significant. But if they want to be a true, you know, above and beyond playoff contender, like you know, up there with the Boston Bruins, they need to make a move at the deadline. So I know they're winning that division right now, but I I just, with that acquisition that New York just made, I have them ahead. And then I got the Devils at three. I mean, they have some injuries right now. Hughes isn't back in the lineup yet. Um, young team that I think is almost like they don't know how good they can be, although they're having a great season and they can, they can stun somebody. Um, but these... They're not as heavy as this New York or Carolina team. And no. in the playoffs, you know, you have to be built a certain way. And New Jersey, for like I think for Jersey to win a playoff series this year, they have to get the one seed. Yeah, and they could. They could. It's very possible. They're very what? possible. Two, three. They're three points behind Carolina. Getting a one out of the, I mean, getting the one in the Metro is huge for all those teams. Yeah. All right, hey, Philly, I don't mean to cut you off. What's making the Hurricanes so good this year? They're usually like a 3-4 team. You know, what's making them that one team this year? I haven't been I mean, getting Brent Burns in the offseason has been huge. That is a... Brent Burns? No, yeah, that was a, that's a Norris Trophy win defenseman. That is possibly a huge future Hall of Famer if he wins a Oh, my a God, cup. he's in the All-Star. If he, he wins a Cup. 17 that, That's big. But just, you know, some of their younger guys have really stepped up this year. Svechnikov, Aho, Netches. I love like, Aho, bro. He they, have so some, they have some young studs that aren't talked about enough because of the market they play in. You know what mm-hmm. I think... What makes Aho so dangerous too? Like, he can like go behind the the net mm-hmm. with the puck, mm-hmm. and like either like wait, make the goal, we get off the bad post, dish off a pass, or like the one so time smooth. I remember, oh my god, the one time he like hit it off his back, got the puck, and then dangled yeah. around, and then like can Crazy. generate shot like anywhere on the an offensive third, he's a threat to like score. Like that's and he's crafty. He's like. Actual craftsmanship, mm-hmm. you know, like dirty with the puck. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I like that take. Thanks, brother. But yeah, moving on to the West. We'll talk about the Central Division. <laughs> I mean, this is da- this is the Dallas Stars division. I got to watch these guys play the Devils. You watched them live. How was that? Unbelievable. I these watched, guys are loaded. Uh, how about the, the the Stars fan getting cold cocked in the jaw oh, <laughs> with I saw the bullet? That. I saw that. Yeah, that was bad. But I mean, pure the, comedy. The top line, the top line these guys have: Robertson, Hints, Pavelski. One of the best lines in the league. They have been tearing it up. Jake Ottinger's one of the probably, I don't know if the best young goalie, but one of the best young goalies in the league. He's been unbelievable this year. Um, and they've just, they've just kind of, they're not running away with this division. But this is the hardest team to beat in this division. But that leads me to two, because two's kind of a hot take. I got the Colorado Avalanche. I know they're Stanley Cup champions, but this team is just decimated by injuries right now. It yeah. sounds like they're getting a lot of these guys back right before playoffs, so we're kind of looking at a scenario where they're limping in and just doing enough to get into the playoffs like a Tampa Bay Lightning like they've done the last couple of years. And we'll see if they kind of utilize that LTIR to kind of make a deadline acquisition that can really help them again. But if with all of their guys healthy, they're still one of the they're best still, teams yeah, in the league. They're a top team in the West. Easily. Easily. That being said, the Winnipeg Jets at three. They played really good hockey. 
Morrissey stepped up as a Norris Trophy candidate defenseman. If you got Connor Hellenbuck in that, that's that's what you're talking about with a hot goalie that can carry a team to a Stanley Cup. Is a guy like Connor Hellenbuck. I'm so unbelievable I'm, year. I'm so sticking by my preseason prediction of the Winnipeg Jets winning the West. I think the Jets even like. I think they're really in a good spot because of their goal difference. They literally have plus twenty on yeah. the next team behind them, which is the Avalanche. And they're right there, like, like it's going to be. The, the it's hunt, going to dude. be the yeah. Stars of the Jets winning this division. Avs are. I don't think the Avs will catch either of those teams. But like I said, <clears throat> Avs getting all their guys healthy. They just make it in. They get most of their guys back. They're gonna be tough for anybody. Depends to on who they face in the first round, though, because if they face Winnipeg, <clears throat> I don't. And they're like they're just like getting mm-hmm. gelling back together. I just don't see them going through Hellebuck. I really don't. Maybe. Yeah. Like I mean, it's just, I mean Jake Ottinger going through what his second playoff run. Now yeah. is the start his first as a starter. So like, I don't know. It, it it's for me for Colorado. It's just going to be who they face in the first who they round. Face and honestly, who they get back exactly because there's still some question marks there. Like going to the Pacific. The Pacific. Th- this is I love tough. what you did. I love what you did. This is tough. Everyone's so close. There's nights where these teams have not been good, have not been fun to watch, have been frustrating. But I got L.A. at one. I love it. L.A. has been the most consistent team. Yeah. And they're not even doing it with Quick. They're not even doing it with – they're doing it with Phoenix Copley, mm-hmm. too. Majority just signed an extension. You know, a guy coming up from the AHL and taking advantage of an opportunity. And it sounds like they they're going to get Jacob Chikrin at the deadline, whether it's this week or in a couple, a couple days, a week. You know, we talked about seeing the guys do the trade, but that's a huge, you know, acquisition. And they have four solid forward lines that could, they can just roll, roll and roll and roll. They are deep. They have great young pieces. And, this and is the Grizzled Vets still. And this is are. a Pacific mm-hmm. division that is weaker compared to the other divisions this year. And I just think they're the most consistent. That being said, at two, I got Edmonton. <clears throat> mm. You have to. Mm. You have to. You, you okay. want to bet against 97 to no, 29? No, I'm just saying, like, whoa, relax. Connor McDavid? <laughs> wow. I, I don't need the. About to have 100 points this season tonight, Connor McDavid? I'm not disagreeing. I was just like. The guy that's mm. worse than Jack Hughes, according to you, Connor McDavid? All right. Wow. Now we want to get personal, Phil. Yeah, we got personal. Jeez. Holding me to a against, piece of paper. Holding me guys, to a bro. holding me to a piece of paper, Phil. Bet against. I'm not betting to go against those two guys. Rip I'm it. looking at the post note it. right now. The depth has gotten better. They get in. This is a weaker division. They can beat anybody because you can't shut these guys down. And they're going to score. It's can they get the defense and can their depth support them? And at three, I got the Seattle Kraken. This team's opportunistic. They've gotten great goaltending. And like I said, it's kind of a similar to New Jersey. They're good, but it's almost like they don't know how good they can really be. There's no expectations. It's a second-year team with some really good veterans leading it. Which is the scariest part for them. Yeah. Because they literally have no expectations. None. So It like, doesn't matter if they lose, don't make it, or lose in the first round, or win the stand. It does the not scariest- matter. The scariest team to face in the playoffs is the team that has nothing to lose. That has nothing to lose. Hundred percent. And the Kraken are that team. Hundred percent. And then I've been very impressed with the season they've had so far, but I think there is more there. There's an uh, there's another step there. And I love how you left Vegas off. Yeah, I, so that's what I was going to ask. Frustrating. I, I will. Okay. I will say this. I will say this. Vegas will not have the one seed by the end of the 
by the standings. Nope. No, they will not. 100% they will not. I don't want to say... But you don't see... Uh, I don't want to say they're going to be first-round exit because it, no. d- it depends, again, again, who they face. But... They got a lot to figure out right now. They, they lose do. their captain, Mark Sona, injury. He's having back problems. They might get him back. They might not. Eichel has not been the same since he left. Logan Thompson's had issues in that young goalie, essentially a first-year goalie, based on games played. It's just like they've lost their mojo this year. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know how they can fix it. They have the pieces. They got to find well, a way to make them. We know how they're going to fix it. They're going to trade everybody. All right. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a deadline acquisition, but and I know they got injuries, and I know their whole team is – I know their projected lineup for the playoffs is not all together right now, but with this division being so close, it's going to be nearly impossible to keep that one seat unless there's drastic changes made. Uh, I think – you know, you guys are talking about how the Kraken don't have that standard. Vegas holds themselves to that standard. 100%. And I think yeah. th- with that, they're going to be that three team. Like, I, I'm not saying Edmonton's not going to be in there, but I just think Vegas is going to, like, they're gonna, there's going to be a day they're going to look in the mirror and say, we're going to have to buck up, and they're going to have to, you know, address the problems, and they're going to do it, and they're going to. Yeah, and they're going to do it in the next two they're, weeks. Yeah, and they're not going to be one. I'm not saying that. But I, I see it being Kings. Edmonton Knights. Okay. That's fair. Fair. I think the expectations might be the Vegas Golden Knights downfall. Yes. They weren't going to the Stanley Cup final year one. Now that's was the worst right. thing yeah, that could exactly. happen. That is true. That how they how to that. Like, and now mm-hmm. they play like it. Now their GM trades like it. Right. They've had so many guys in and out because they're always right. playing that's to win that Stanley right. Cup. They, they were going to do that regardless because of the Vegas market. Mm-hmm. But now because of that since the last five years of Vegas hockey has been Stanley Cup or bust. Yeah, and I think that can wear on a team. Yeah. 100%. We're going to take a short little break here. When we come back. Great segment. I got the mock draft 2.0 whipped up and ready to go. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. Welcome back to The Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH, the second hour of The Letterman. If you've missed the first hour, guess what? You can catch us on Spotify at WCOH Letterman. Also on Twitter and Instagram at Letterman WCOH. Ooh, threw a curveball in there. Wow. I know. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? No, I can see you pressing my stuff. I took that one. Yeah. My voice is back, everyone. My voice is back. That's good. If you if you missed the basketball games last Fine. night, Zach Paraway was struggling through the second half and the overtime. Was he? Yes. <laughs> overtime of that Sorry, girls' man. game got my voice. It took oh, I got my voice. Sorry, man. I was I was like, and the shock. Oh you man, it was so bad. You're not gonna worry about that. I'll We're also joined back with the man, the myth, the legend himself. 
Nicholas Falpone. You know who it be. It's Nikki V. What's going on, everybody? And the man. Yeah. I can't say the man, the myth, the legend himself because I can't just say that's for you. The Wonder Boy. The Wonder Boy, Stephen Yukoski. What's going on, guys? Stevie Wilkesbury. All yeah, roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. They sure do. They Stevie sure do. So I was watching. I was watching. I, I, I was listening a little bit. I watched part of the live stream. Man. Shout out to shout out to Jason for scoring the hundredth point. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jay Money. Shout out to Jay Money. Shout out to Jay Money, baby. That was awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Jay. We had a little technical difficulties oh my for God. the last two minutes of that we game. We did, yes. Uh so this my, is my mom called me. Mama Paraly. Unbelievable. And right now my <laughs> phone has an issue where if you call me on FaceTime and I have a cell phone call going on, the cell Can phone call up? will fail. Ugh. No, it was uh, automatically And then, and then so somehow the Bluetooth disconnected. It was all the No, that I don't know what that was. I don't know what that anyway, was. Anyway, we got a mock draft to talk about. We're talking about yours, right? We're not doing We are talking about mine, you'll just react to mine, you know. Oh, like well, all right. We do me and Steven and I have practice with this. We just told you what we told you yeah, last year. Listen, Terrible. I've made, Next. Listen, I've made three mock drafts already. That's fair. This is my this second is my, one. This is be, if I made another one to be my third, so I'm gonna chill. Well, well, I, did, I, I, I did one one no trades and then I did two with trades. That's fair. I, I've done all the like trades. Doing, you know? I like to do mine at certain times. So oh. Uh, oh. Go ahead, Mark. Anyway, so let's get into it with the first. Pick wait, the NFL wait, draft. wait. Before you say the team, do you have trades in this? I do have trades. I have two trades. All right, then this first pick's traded. All right. The first Obviously. pick in the NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my okay. god! Are selecting C.J. Stroud. Whoa. Okay. And let me tell I you, they're it. giving up two first. Two first. Two seconds. Two seconds. In a, in a 2024 third for the Bears' first-round pick, a fourth-round pick this year, and a fourth-round pick next year. Whoa. I don't hate it. I don't Add hate another it. first. I think the Bears take that. I just like I how you had that written. Oh, that sounds like if that happens. So that's a solid trade. If that happens. I think that's a solid trade. Well, here, let me ask. Are you trading the eighth pick plus two more firsts? Ninth pick. and yeah, So the ninth pick this year. Oh, okay. Their pick okay. next yeah, year. That's solid. Their next two second round picks and their f- third round pick the year. I would after. add in one more first for the Bears, but I think no. that's solid. That, one more first is too much. So we won overall pick in the I, draft. I think Frank yeah, Reich but. is building something special in Carolina this year. I don't know what it is, but the, just the we energy. We the end of last year. The energy that is yeah. coming At out of. At the end of last year, Carolina was a viable opponent. Yeah. It was the best team in the NFC South playing last year. They just crapped the bed in the early part of the year. And I know I know, I've said earlier on here that I don't think they should draft the quarterback, but I just have a weird feeling. They need th- to draft They're going to go all in. They're going to try and win the division, especially since the division is now the weakest in the, in the whole NFL. Well, Let's set the standard. Let's win the division. Here's my question. That why do you think they should draft the quarterback? Should or shouldn't? Oh, well, because Matt Corral is still there, and you need to give him a shot. I, I, I you mean, need, that's fair. That is I fair. think you can still give Matt Corral a shot. I think you can still give Sam Donald a shot. No. No, I don't they, think they went six and six with him shot. starting. He's proven in this league he's not a good quarterback. I don't care what stretch he went on; he's not Sammy a D? viable. He hasn't Sammy had D, no. Yeah, but Frank Reich is a very good, very good offensive coach. That's true. So I, I just have a feeling that they're going to fall in love with CJ Stroud. They're going to take him with the first pick. All right, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I I think Bryce Young is a better prospect, but I can't hate the difference between those two. It, I'd be okay with you taking him first because, no, like, look at last year. Stroud's the first overall, first overall pick in last year's draft. What's the what's the chance? No, I, I'm just throwing this out there. What's the chance of a of a Raiders first first overall pick? Just the same as Carolina. I I. Well, no, that, I lied. Their, their first round pick scares me. Why? Why? Seven? Why? It just because 
No, no. If they were to trade up, because yeah. I have a feeling if they trade up, they they take. Well, well, let's keep going. There's yeah, there's so. thirty one other there's thirty thirty other teams you have to go for. I'm sorry, thirty other teams you have to pick for. Yeah. Number two, I got Bryce Young. Obviously, pretty All simple. Right. Yep. Nothing. Number three, Will Anderson for the Cardinals. Right. Great it's, pick. Great know. pick. They need some help. Uh, number four, the Colts. Take. Will Levis. Okay. Have to. They uh, something to. I've I heard already heard notions that they like Will Levis a lot. Jim Mercer likes him a lot. So if Jim Mercer likes him, I have a pretty good indication they're going to take so him. So is you think why? Just because he's more like he can fit the scheme better? Or? They think he's probably yeah. going to be Andrew Luck two point which is a terrible take. But all right, not terrible take. I don't, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a top five quarterback. He, he has the potential to be top ten quarterback. He has the tools in the in the set. He has the tools, yes, but he needs a lot of development. He needs a lot of development, and I think he needs to sit a year. And I think with the Colts, he won't sit a year. Then that's going to screw him over. But you're happy for that because you're a Jags fan. And you want to see the Colts fail. Yes. <laughs> Number <laughs> five. Did that pick? Respect. No, I mean I also did the pick because I just been no, no, and you also hearing sources, so yeah. I give you that credit as well. Number five, I have the Seahawks taking, in my opinion, the second bets. Second best say edge it, rusher, say it. Tyree Wilson. Thank you. Right. He is going to. Okay. J- now, I mean, I don't know how you jump off draft boards when you're already top ten, but yeah, I he, think he's going to raise for sure. I think he's going to be here at five. I think just a fantastic athlete at the edge position. Mister One Hundred, Mister One Hundred is in the building. Everyone, Jason Everhart has entered the building. Okay. Number six. This is an easy one for the Detroit Lions. You need that interior defensive line. Say it. Give me Jalen Carter. Yep. Mm, I you don't all, think listen, that I could see right. I could see the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter. Yeah, I'm about to say I see the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter just because he's a generational inside guy, but that's fair. Go ahead. I'm that's sorry. No, no, you're good. You're but good. but I, I, I do like the pick one hundred percent. I I not that I don't think Jalen Carter shouldn't go to Seattle. Because I mean either way, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, they're not losing. Yeah. They're, they're not they're, they're not they're picking winning a bad either guy. way. I think they have Shelby Harris, that interior three tech, interior nose guy that Jalen Carter would probably be the same as. Yeah. So yeah. Get Tyree Wilson. Beef and they are because they are in a win now situation. Here's my question with Detroit. I'm looking at Nikki V's computer, and it shows a very good point. Would the would the Detroit rather go corner here? Yeah, I could certainly see them going. Oh, corner. especially if have, Devin Witherspoon. We have an has entry. Really good uh, combine. Who we got in the building, y'all? It's Mr. Walton Payton Lewis. Walter Payton Lewis Jr. Pull back. Let me pull up the little thing for the out of the the depths the of the fortress of solitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, would you see Detroit drafting a corner? There's a, very, a lot of good corners in this class. I think they draft corner later in the draft. I think, yeah, Witherspoon, I, yeah. I think Witherspoon's amazing and on the board here. I well, have Corner I, if Jalen Carter isn't there. Yeah, yeah. if Jalen Carter isn't there, you have to take Jalen Carter. If he's yes. There. And then would it be Gonzalez? Gonzalez, I think, is just later. I think Witherspoon's just a better prospect. I, the seventh pick? I think Porter's. Talk about Gonzalez. With the seventh pick, I have the Raiders taking Gonzalez. That's fair. The Raiders need oh, help defensively terribly bad. I don't think he's the best corner. I don't know, man. I don't think he's the best corner, but Who? the Raiders. Gonzalez? Gonzalez. No. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think there's probably three other corners. Eh, you could say four corners say, better than I'd Gonzalez. I'd say one or two. One or two. But know, because of his size, like because of his length, because of his speed. And the West gonna, Coast bias. Exactly. West Coast bias. No, they got to go O-line. So they're going to go. I, I, I also agree with that. They should go O-line, but they won't. 
Because if you see all these other quarterbacks gone and you know your guy can't sit, you kind of have to do that. And it also yeah. depends, like, who they're going to end up with at quarterback. That's, like, that's if they plan to draft, like, a guy, like, especially If they plan the to rounds, draft a guy, they have to trade up. Yeah. Because I mean, I, like, later rounds. Like, a second or third round guy, they're going to need, like, a Paris Johnson or a Skaronsky yes. or a Broderick Jones. So, I, I can't imagine. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I just, I, I, if the, they're at seven, I think it's got to be offensive. The Raiders are in influx, too. So, they, they just. They, yeah. they need to figure out where they're going with their franchise. Number eight, I got the Falcons going with Miles Murphy. Good pick. They it's need a it. solid pick. They you need it. Edge. I mean, their edge improved a lot last year, but it's hard to go. F- but it's easy to go from one of the worst of all time to just a bad D line. Getting that there can help you. Eric, I want to say his last name correctly. It's Arnold Edebiki from Penn State. Was very good last year off the edge. Get some help with him out there. I think that's a good future duo. Yeah. Number nine. Personally, my top tackle in this draft class, Chicago Bears, take Broderick Jones. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He he's having a he's having a really good um, person. I disagree. Leading up to the draft, I think Paris Johnson is the best tackle in the class. I, I, I think for Paris, Peter, and Broderick, it's 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 one A, one B, one C. You're, you're sure. splitting it's hairs. You yeah. splitting hairs. It's like it's like what depending on what you want in a guy, right? To yeah. me, I feel like um, Broderick Jones. It's he's a mauler. Like, yeah. He's a yeah, mauler. Right. He's a huge for guy. Sure. He's going to be the franchise left tackle for Justin Fields and Co. for yeah, 10 years. Well, it's 10 like years plus. When you split up these three guys, one's a great like one's great in the run, one's great in the pass, and then you know you just got that guy. I think Broderick is best of both worlds. And that's, I think that's, that's, just what that's, they that's what I'm getting Broderick at. Yeah. is best like, of both worlds. Like he's mm. in that middle ground. Mm-hmm. He's not the best at the pass. He's not the best at the run, but I kind of he's definitely your two. I think he's the best run blocking t- run blocking tackle we have in this class. And he's the big, he's the biggest tight end or not tight end, tight end. tackle. I think he's the best run blocking tackle and the best run blocking tackle in this class. It has to work on his necessarily his agility. I respect that. And I think if you want a true pass blocker to help Justin Fields, I think that's where you go, Paris Johnson. That's fair. But and also Peter. Shonansky plays right next to Illinois at Northwestern, so I think they would more go one of those two, but I can't fault you I, for going Jones right there. I 100% see why you would think that. Yeah. I just thinking of location to Chicago makes sense. I think that Paris Johnson is my personal best in the class, so that's why I say that, but I can't he's, fault you for taking he's Jones. He's my personal. Yeah, that's I can't fault you for taking Jones, so I think that's a good pick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's that noise? Uh-oh. Who's trading? The, Eagles, the Eagles at 10 trade back. With the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks will give up a first round this year, no a third round this year, and a second round next year. No way. What are they trading back to? 20. To 20. No way. It doesn't happen. They don't do that. 20 is right. too far, but respect. Go ahead. Let me know. You hear all the Eagles fans collectively <laughs> say no. <laughs> and the Seattle Seahawks will take Anthony Richardson at 10. Wow. I think if you make that a first round pick, the Seattle trades, they'll take it. They're they're just they don't need him. They're they're just making sure they get him. No man, I'm telling. And I, I think I'm the Eagles. You think Carolina traded up and took a QB? I Carolina traded up against CJ. CJ. Yeah, CJ. Listen, you I see said his face. This on the his show, face changed. Bro. It's, I, not, it's I, not a bad trade. I said this on the show though, like. That's true. I said this on the show though, like they're gonna give Gino his time. Man, just wait and take DTR later. DTR learning from Gino would be... I don't know. Uh, Here, I, not not, not saying DTR wouldn't be good in this system. I think the ability and just like the, the raw just the raw talent that Anthony Richland has and putting him in a P 
Pete Carroll offense? He, here's what I say to that. I don't know. He's going to sit a year. I think he sits behind Gino. Here's he, here's he what should, I say yeah. to that. And, yeah. You have the pieces to win now, and how many times are you going to be able to win now as an organization? You do yeah, but with Anthony Richardson, you're going to be able to win for a long time. That's fair. You don't know that, though. And I think you ha- you know you have a guy that you can win now with. So go try and win now. Use all your picks to get into a position where you can win and win now. That's fair. I, uh, again, I, I can't fault you for what, what you did. I understand. I understand the concerns with Gino. I just see it differently because I like. I personally really think Gino is a good guy they can use for four years. Yeah. So I can see. I understand why people see it differently. Number eleven, Osiris Tom- Torrance. Who was the eleventh pick? Titans. Titans. They go with a guard out of Florida. They I need think, line help. They need I think help. he's going to rise in draft boards right now. He's projected like a late first. I think he's going to rise. This is a very solid pick for the Titans. They need that interior O line. They need help with the O line. Period. I think that yeah. Taylor Luan's probably gone this off season. So I think that you getting O line help. Period. I, I don't surprise you to have him taking either one of the tackles. Well, he can he can flex the tackle or guard, and I think a they, t- need, t- they t- need a t- lot. T- they need a, more guard and center help than tackle help. Okay, that's fair. I respect it. Go to twelve. You got the Texans again. I think they go Jordan Addison. I think he's the Good. best wide receiver in this draft class. I know I Quentin Johnson could have the upside, but Jordan Addison. Quentin Johnson's very streaky, so I do very pure, much agree with this. The best pure route runner in the draft class. This is. Very Him and Mechie together in their rookie years, helping out a rookie quarterback. Sounds good. good pick. Do you not like Jordan Addison? I don't know. Quentin Johnson. Jordan Addison. Oh. So Quentin Johnson has the ability to be better, but Jordan Addison is the best pure route runner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well do you want to just come sit down? There he goes. <laughs> he's coming to sit down. <laughs> no, just come sit down. We're doing mock drafts. We're not we're just standing there. Like, yeah. Bro, I got it. I got it. I had to go 10 minutes without Marty seeing some BS. <laughs> it's a mock draft. It's a mock draft. This is fun. We like fun. I'm having fun. Number 13, the Jets take Peter Skaronsky. I like him. Yeah. It's a good pick. No. I don't know about Johnson falling this far, but... Number yeah. F- yes. Number 14, I have the Patriots taking Davon Witherspoon. I think that's a match made in heaven. That is, I feel like you had Witherspoon fall just so you could take him to the pass. I'll tell you what. I don't hate this pick. But I think in this scenario, you know, New England loves to trade back. New England's trading back in this situation. I got to imagine Pittsburgh trades up with either New England or the Jets. For and Joey. picks up Johnson, yeah. No, for Joey Porter. I think that the Steelers have to protect their new franchise guy. Yeah, but it, come on. It's, it's too... That, that's fair. The temptation to, that get, is fair. to get Joey Porter. I could just see, I could just see Pittsburgh signing a corner and drafting a tackle rather than signing a tackle and drafting a corner. So for your comment... I respect that. I just had corner falling in this draft. Okay. Should Witherspoon be taking the first quarterback off the board by the Raiders? Yes. In my opinion, yes. Will they? No, it's the Raiders. They don't know You are mock draft. drafting, so that is fair. You are mock drafting. I'll get to that point in a little bit. <laughs> okay. Number 15, the Packers take Michael Mayer. They finally get yeah. some offensive help for Jordan Love. I wouldn't be surprised if they Ooh. go uh, Quentin Johnson, though. For Jordan Love. Who do the Packers draft? Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Tight end. Notre Dame. We should have won the Mackey. No, we shouldn't have. Brock Bowers was the consensus number one tight end in the country. Brock Bowers deserved it. Brock Bowers is the consensus number one tight end in the country. Michael Mayer was two. Number 16, Paris Johnson Jr. to the Commanders. I'm just surprised you had him falling this far, but that is beautiful. Get Sam Howell some protection. Yeah, that's a great pick. 
if he's there. But I don't think he's going to be there. But I think at that point, Jones or Sharansky is going to be there. So you'll get him protection somehow. I think Again, that's beautiful. It's just the way my board went. I think, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. You no, get him for help. I think all three are going to be gone in the top. That's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. But again, we we don't know. We don't know. You're right. Number 17, Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers. I don't think they need to trade back for him. I think he's going to fall right in their laps. And I agree with that. I think he'll fall into their lap. I don't and think they need to, but I think that they will. And I th- I, Do they really need corner over off of the tackle? No. Probably not because I think Mike Tomlin can coach any corner in the world to be decent. Ah. There's a man named Artie, Bar- Artie Burns and a lot of other corners who are not good in Pittsburgh. That's fair. Don't tell, don't tell Billy, though. No, I think he'll agree with me. I know. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to slow shade. Going to 18. Detroit Lions make their second pick, and they're going to go Keeley Ringo out of Georgia. I think they switch. I think they draft corner first. They just need that help on that back end, especially when you don't know what's going to happen with Okuda and everyone else. I think the corner, and I've, we've talked about this plenty of times, but I think corner is so deep in this draft that they can wait. That, they, need, they need to get the high-end edge or the high-end D-line D help. And if Jalen Carter's there, you're fine with doing that, which or, is what you had them doing. Eh, I, want, I want to say offensive tackle. No, I gonna, no, their O-line's yeah, fine. Their O-line's, their O-line's fine. fine. They're but, fine on the bookends. So, I think Keely Rango is going to be a very just solid corner. He he might never be that corner one. But that's what you're, mm, that's kind of what you're drafting for. It is kind of what you're drafting for, but I think he's just going to be a very solid corner in this league. And going to the Lions, they need that much-needed corner help. I mean, getting two defensive guys in the because first Because if you don't think he's going to be that number one corner, then you draft Brian Branch. But I know why you didn't have him taking Brian Branch, because you wanted Brian Branch to fall to Jacksonville. No, no, no. So is Brian Branch now the pick for Jacksonville? Throws <laughs> <laughs> number 19, the Tampa Buccaneers pick Isaiah Foskey. <laughs> Edge rusher, Notre Dame. Who? What team is this? Why? The Buccaneers. Disagree. They need edge help. There's no quarterback left. They don't yeah, need him, bro. Not this. Not not at not at 18. Who do you think they take at 18? 19. 19. Uh, I think that by this point, I think they're gonna need linebacker. So I think I'm thinking either Drew Sanders or Trenton Simpson. That's fair. But I don't know, man. Or maybe they go corner. <laughs> I think they wait one more year of linebacker, or they go later in the in the draft uh, because linebacker's not that. It depends on Camp what happens Smith with Levante David. It depends yeah. on what happens with Levante David. Cam Smith is still there at that point. I, I don't know. I we'll I just I like I understand the need for edge. We, if you're gonna go edge, we I'm see. even surprised he went Foskey this early. Oh, that's funny. I think Foskey rises too. He could, I think he can go That's earlier. I think he can go earlier than this. I'm not a huge. Fossey's going to have a great combine. I, he's going to have a great combine because he's a freak athletically, but his assets. Mm. Going to 20, the Eagles traded back earlier with the Seahawks. Now yes. hold the 20th pick. Well, they're going to let Miles Sanders walk. You're about to have too all three of them early, yell at you. Bro. You're about to have all of them yell at you. Way um, too early. All right, I'm, I'm going to let them yell at you. Emotionally prepared. So Bijan Robinson. I have Disagree. I'm already emotionally prepared. Bijan Robinson. They so, they do not want Bijan Robinson. I don't know why. He's a stud. No. It's not that no, it's he can walk in the league. He can walk in the league. James Robinson from the Jets. He's gonna come in here, he's gonna play his role, ultimately better than Sanders because he's healthier. He's gonna have a nice fourteen hundred yard season with thirteen touchdowns, five yards of carry, and we're gonna be a running back by committee as always. It's 14. Never mind. 
I'm just gonna number twenty one. The Chargers. Watch, no, bro, Brett. This is not. Y'all, y'all gotta watch film. No, no. I think James Robinson is good, but you said running back by committee and have a guy run for fourteen hundred. We were running back by committee, and Miles Sanders ran for thirteen hundred and thirteen touchdowns. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Sanders isn't in on most. That's fair. Third downs are in the red zone. I like Bijan. I think the fit is just very well for I have for to agree with Eagles fans here. I don't think you draft Bijan here. Oh, I think oh. you go sign a, you sign a running back because running back is very replaceable in this league. I highly disagree. At this spot, at this spot, depending on how things go with contracts, there's no way they don't go corner. Marty, you literally had James Robinson. Yeah. No, no, I like James. I'm not saying... For, like I saw what he did the last year. He's not going to get 1,400 yards run for five yards of carry. Why is he not? I, I and saying line. that he's healthy, he was he was behind injured. We have we have eleven more picks to get to, y'all. We do. Number twenty one, the Chargers picked Jackson Smith and Jibbo. Uh For some reason, they've been mocking wide receiver here, so I just went with the trend. I hate this. I know where you're going. I next. have I have I actually have in my mock drafts. I just want to point out, I have Baltimore trading up, um, uh, one pick before the Chargers to. JSN. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I know where you're going, that, and I'm going to hate this. I heard the Bucks. Quentin Johnson. Yeah, I hate this. 22. I hate this. To the Ravens. I hate this. Why do you hate it? I don't want Quentin Johnson. Too bad. <laughs> oh, he says too bad. I number, hate this. Number 23. The it's because he's a Ravens hater, but it's okay. No, Quentin Johnson makes sense. No, we need a big bodied red zone receiver. No, we don't. Oh, I'm sorry. No, so, no, no, no. We have Mark Andrews. You need someone that can take the top off a of defense because we don't Quentin have Johnson can also do that. He runs a 4 3. No, bro. Nah. So can he not run a 4 3? He can run a 4 3. Just because you can run a 4 3 don't mean you a deep threat. John Ross. Okay, John Ross is different. He's not 6 4, he's 5 8. All right, man. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Minnesota Vikings, they take Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher, out of Iowa. Good That's pick. a fantastic pick. Iowa guys are good. Iowa big guys are amazing. Go 24. Ahead. He's going Cam Smith or Jalen Hyatt. Lock it in. For the for the Jags? Going Brian Branch. Go Brian Branch. I already knew this. He uh, had him fall to go to there, but Brian Branch is not going to be there when they pick. Sadly not. Um, number 25. The Eagles will pick Brian Branch before you will. <laughs> no, they won't. Number 25. I said if it happens. Y'all are going to be picking in the top if 10. If CJ's so it won't gone, yes. Number 25, the Giants have Drew Sanders. I was saying to prove a point. Okay. 26, Dalton Schultz is going to be gone. So Dalton Kincaid, welcome to the Cowboys. Ooh, I like I like Dalton Kincaid. That's, That's a good Number pick. 27, the Bills take DeWan Jones tackle out of Ohio yeah. State. I think they take running back. This is where Bijan goes, I think. I agree. Number 28, the Bengals take Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Yeah, they're going to lose com- they're going to lose a uh, corner this year in mm-hmm. free agency. Yeah. Number 29, the Saints take Brian Breesy, D-line out of Clemson. Good pick. I think Breesy doesn't last this long. But that's fair. That's I know Breesy's going to end up probably falling. The second pick for the Eagles, they're going to go Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Corner? I don't hate that. I think he has. I, don't hate it. I think he's going to be fantastic, especially in your defense and your system. He's going to be great. He's going to be a, a day one starter for you guys. I like that. That's fair. But I think it's. I think it's fine letting James Bradbury walk to get a guy like that. Yeah. I think it's fine if we get Devin Witherspoon at ten. <laughs> or that too. Or Joey. Porter. I mean, he, honestly, Joey Porter, Devin Witherspoon, Emmanuel Forbes. If you get one of those three guys. I, I no, think. I, I think that that guy will replace James Bradbury. I, I think if if anything, they go. 
Jameer Gibbs here. If you're going to take running back for them early, it's Jameer Gibbs at 31. I mean, at 30, excuse me. That's fair. Number 31, the Chiefs. You could say Flowers. That's a great pick. Then they get their... Why couldn't you just give us Zay Flowers? Just give us Quentin Johnson? I like, think Zay Flowers is going to be yeah. gone, though. Like I'd rather have one Zay Flowers. I can, I can see him going earlier, but... I think his stock is just going to rise. Like, it's going to keep up. I think he he's a Patriots type player. Yeah, no, but the, the, I, we, I don't want them to pick a wide receiver first round. I'm just saying, <laughs> why not? They don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Charlie Wilson would be there. I think he's the best fit for the Patriots. To be honest, number thirty-two for the Steelers. I know this is, I guess, second, second round. round, but we have to deal with it because the Dolphins are idiots. Go ahead, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Perfect pick. Great pick. Oh yeah, that's perfect. And there's my mock draft. It wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't as bad Related. as I thought. Nikki's clapping. It wasn't as bad as Thank we you. thought. Relatable. I, I have some questionable things you did there, especially with our favorite teams, but Go I don't ahead. think it was terrible. Uh, no, I think it was. So you don't think you need a wide receiver? I don't think we need Quentin Johnson, and I don't think the Eagles are going to trade down from the top 10. Yeah, no, no, no. They could trade down from the top 10, but to to 20? I had you guys I had you guys getting like five picks in the trade. I It doesn't matter. And only giving up two picks. I'm not going to lie, though. Thinking about Howie Roseman... I can see him doing that. Exactly. Like but not to, not, that, that's that's not, here, not to 20. Well, here, not to 20. Here's the thing. I think he trades down. The season is way too critical can, to can, be doing that, bro. Can, can I comment on that? You have to value this 10th pick. You have to. I, I think, one, it's a very deep draft class. A much deeper draft class than a lot of us are thinking. Outside of, you know, whatever you think. We don't know that, though. We, we don't. We really don't. But I think I think it will be. And you only have four picks in this draft class. I think if you get f- five picks in general, four for the rest of this draft class, you could really build the team off of that. Then just getting a guy at ten, and then having three picks after that. Can't give and ten up, bro. I'm just, I'm just throwing out what I think. Can't give so, ten up, bro. Can't I can see Howie trading back, but not all the way to twenty. I can see Howie trading back three, four picks, not all the way to twenty, though. That's fair. I just can see how he's trading back because I didn't think he was going to trade a first round pick last year, and just he did. Give me a corner, give me a corner with the tenth pick. Go to the second round, maybe grab me a D line tackle. Somebody like a Hargrave who nobody knew what he would be, but here he is. Something like that. We still have we have a strong team coming back. I want people to realize that we have a strong team coming back. It's just a critical offseason, and I trust in that league. And stop mocking Quentin Johnson and the Ravens. And put Brian Branch higher. Trading up for Jackson. I love that. 100%. Or take Zay Flowers. No, they're trading up for Jackson. I I would love either one of those ticks. I don't understand the hate for Johnson. I don't hate Johnson. In fact, I'll be honest. I think Johnson might go earlier. Let Johnson go but earlier. Let him I, go earlier so we can't take him. 100%. I think Johnson will go Because I think earlier. we will screw this However, pick up and take Johnson. Like I said, I think the combine is going to expose his flaws. That's fine. I think the combine will help him to just because I don't know if Jackson's going to be competing at the combine. So I yeah, think it's going to help him. Jackson's going to fall, and Jackson's going to be right there at 22. All right. Beautiful. As long as I get Brian Branch. You're you not going to get Brian you're Branch. Get I'm Michael sorry. Mayer, bro. And I was telling Stephen actually, when I saw you earlier, if we don't have Michael Mayer or Brian Branch on the board at 24, I I think we trade back. I agree, too. And Lucas Lucas Van Ness. I think those are the three guys that we're looking at. Or I could see you drafting O-line because you don't know if you're bringing back Dewan Taylor. 
How about you? Would you That's trade? true. So Dewan Jones at twenty four would be fun too. Dewan Jones is going to be oh Dewan Jones at twenty four would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what happens. Yeah, why didn't you with, demark that? That's a good pick for you. Because Brian Branch was there. Depending Brian <laughs> Branch ain't going to be there in real life, and you know that. Depending on what happens with the this Giants. is what Martell did with his mock draft. I don't mean to keep cutting you oh, off. He did his top ten. Wrote Brian Branch in for the Jaguars and then tried to write everything else right. And he's nodding his head because I know true. it's true. Depending <laughs> on what happens with Saquon <laughs> and uh, Tony Pollard for the Giants and the Cowboys, I could see Bijan Robinson going to one of them. So I think. Uh, I think Bijan's going to I Buffalo. Think- well, that's what I'm saying. I think Jacksonville and Buffalo actually have that mocked. Jacksonville would trade back with Buffalo because they want to hop over the Giants or the Cowboys, depending on what happens with their running back situations. That's fair. I like that. Stevie, Stevie Wilkes-Barre here with the inside. Well, that's all we have for NFL today. And watch Dalvin Cook go to the AFC because I don't think that. I don't think that. He's not going anywhere. That's Get muted. Get muted. What? That one cook is not getting traded. He's not getting traded. We're gonna take a short little break when we come back. We got some bracketology to talk about for college ball. So Letterman here on ninety point seven WCOH. Keep it locked. And welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. I'm joined back again with... Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? Zachary Paraway. I tried to do this yesterday on the broadcast. You did, and I was very disappointed. So was Tracy. Jason Everhart, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. You know, Mr. Hunted. I, Mr. Hunted. Mr. Hunted. Uh, Mr. Hunted. Shout out, shout out the the Wilkes football team for coming out and supporting yesterday. Oh, yeah. Brought the Mayor's Cup. That was awesome. We got some some pictures with with that in the locker room after the y'all, game. Y'all so. y'all see Kings leave right after. <laughs> yeah, I mean they left before the game even was over, man. I got a little heated. Uh, while they're walking out, I had to talk for Martel because he was ready to go down there. I was, I was ready to put the pads on. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, was, I was, I was ready to go down there too. I put, I, I said on the broadcast, I'm ready to put the pads on. We were ready to move that basketball game outside and go play football in the gym. Yeah. I would, I would have loved to see that. So they would have gotten destroyed again. Yeah, I don't have to act. I don't have to act fair anymore. They were gonna get destroyed again. I mean, you guys destroyed them. We destroyed them. Women in overtime. Women got the win in overtime last night. And now we go to now we're going to Delville Saturday. Yeah. Going it's all, to it's all Wilkes Saturday. in 2023, man. Uh, all called, Wilkes. It's called Wilkes Bear for a reason. So the battle of Market Street. It's not a battle. You got to win sometimes for it to be a battle. Well, wow, that was booyah. booyah. Got him. Just saying, since ever I've been a member of Wilkes Sports, we ain't lost. What about freshman year? I wasn't a member. Remember? That's that true. I guess that's true. <laughs> hey, guess what? Bracketology. 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 Joe Lenardi. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Can you send me what you're looking at? Because Actually, no, wait. I can look it up. It's on ESPN. Yeah. Joe Lenardi, you know. I had NFL it. up. I'm trying he, to. He, he updated this 9 a.m. on Valentine's Day. Good for Joe. This is, his, this is his true love, you know. Bracketo- he loves bracketology more than he loves his kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> w. Oh. W. Just wow. Um. How are you squealing and all that? What? Because it was funny. Oh, no, put me back on. Chill. Actually, since I've last seen it, the number one overall seed to change for me. What do you mean? It was Purdue, and now it's Bama. When I looked at yeah, it. Yeah, it changed this week. Huh. What are you looking at? No, I was looking at it Monday. Oh. I look, I'm saying I looked at it Monday, and it was it was someone else. That's all I was saying. So we're going to start in his projected South division. The first division right there. Um, I mean, I'll go through and just read it out. Yeah, Alabama, Alcorn State or FDU, NC State, Florida Atlantic, Creighton, Liberty, Indiana, VCU, Iowa, Boise State, Marquette, Hofstra, Northwestern, Auburn, Baylor, Vermont. That's a bracket. And then some. Yeah, if I'm Alabama, I hate that the four and five seeds in in that region are Indiana and Creighton. Those are two of the hottest teams in college basketball. That, that's definitely not who you want to be seeing in the Sweet 16. What, about, one of what about Florida Atlantic and nine? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they've been playing great all year. Yeah. I think they have, what, two or three losses maybe? Yeah, they, losses, have, they have destroyed their bracket by putting – because, one, I see Florida Atlantic destroying NC State. I'm sorry. That's fine. And th- so they'll have – Bama will beat whoever Al- – Alcorn State or FDU, whichever two they ha- whatever two they have to play. He'll beat them, and then they'll have to play Florida Atlantic. And if they win, then they'll have to play either probably Creighton or Indiana. And then if you get by them, well, don't worry. You have to face Marquette. You got Baylor. You got Auburn. Iowa. Iowa's a good program. Iowa's I- an, this is an upset city. Who are you getting upset yeah. to? Boise. Boise. That Boise. wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. That I wouldn't much. surprise me. I think if they get a better eleven, because Boise State's not the toughest eleven, but I mean they're they're still you know. I don't hate that. They're not the best eleven. I don't hate that. But you're right, Baylor, Marquette, like those teams have been up there all year. We we kind of mentioned the other day, like Baylor's starting to find their stride too. So, like I, I, I I'm gonna be the top overall number one seed and have this hard of a region. Uh, that sucks for them. I yeah, wish Vermont got a better two seed in his in this projected bracket because I really like Vermont. My boy, he plays on that team. Mm-hmm. He does. So, I I mean, they make the tournament every year. It would be cool for them to to pick up an upset with, yeah. with him there. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, and even even you got teams like VCU at thirteen. I mean, we've seen them go far before. Mm-hmm. They yep. built that program up to now where they're consistently making the tournament. And yep. even like you said, Iowa, they, yeah, they're a good program. I don't think they're going to do anything this year, but we never know. Exactly. So this is Alabama being the one seed in this bracket. I would not be happy at all. I'd be mad. But you know what? I'd rather be where Purdue is. Yeah, we'll get to the Midwest real quick. We're going we'll go, to the we'll Midwest right now? Yeah, yes. we'll go to the Purdue side. So we got Purdue, and they'll be either facing Moorhead State or Howard. Represent. For the 8-9, we got Oklahoma State, Arkansas. 
The 512, we got Miami and Southern Mississippi. 413, we got Xavier and Utah Valley. Who? <laughs> the 6 versus 11, we got Rutgers versus either New Mexico State or Clemson. The 314, you got Tennessee or Furman. 710, you got San Diego State and Texas A&M. And the 215, we got the Texas versus UNC Asheville. I would say probably easier than the South Side. Mm-hmm. Not much easier. Okay, I had to look up who. Um, because I still I like a lot of these teams. I had to look up who Utah Valley was. They have a really good. They have a decent win against Oregon. They really? Yeah, they do. Mm. They have a decent win against mm. Oregon. I mean, we it's like the Rutgers only real team they here. played. We do like Rutgers around here. Love Rutgers around here. Rutgers Tennessee. If that were to happen, second round of the, of the tournament. Be amazing. Team. I would. I would take Rutgers honestly. I would take Rutgers too. That's I two. That's two of the top five defenses in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say right now I'm taking Rutgers because they have been falling a bit. But I mean, that's two. That's two. Especially top teams. with Clemson well, being so projected last team in. So Tennessee is falling. You're right. I'll give you that. Uh, I mean, Xavier Martell. You know that's no slouch. Yeah, so is Miami. They're yeah. no, there's no state. They're looking to win the ACC. Yeah, uh, yeah. But if they win the ACC, they're probably going to be higher than five. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Xavier, I mean, if they win the Big East, they're probably going to be higher than a four. They'll be a three or two. So I don't expect this bracket to stay the same, just because there's so many teams in that conference, including Clemson, including uh, Texas A&M, that could sneak out a conference win. Mm-hmm. But that's why this is bracketology in February. Exactly. Just like to see who's out there, who's potentially going to make it, you know. And Purdue, we all know they choke. <laughs> I have nothing against exactly. Purdue. Okay? I have nothing against Purdue. If this were to happen, and Xavier and Miami are going to meet them in Sweet 16, well, Purdue, it was a fun run. Wow. I don't think Miami compares to Purdue at all. I still think Purdue is the clear cut like best team out of that bracket, and because Purdue has the best player in the country. Yeah, it's hard to to go against the best player in the country. It is, but even then, then you got to go face Rutgers, who's already beat you early in the season. Now Rutgers, I can see some Rutgers basketball. Beat Tennessee, Tennessee, who's been a top team consistently and again, another top defense in the country. San Diego State. They're, they've been consistently the best team in the Mountain West the last five years, probably the last decade. Yeah. Texas A&M, they've just been on a hot streak lately. Texas A&M, that's scary. If they continue going, that's scary. Or Texas. I don't, I don't know if Texas has the star power to honestly no. go to the Elite Eight, but they're still they're still a scary team. I mean, they, they have a very good coach. And I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I have to respect that. That's fair. So you got you got to – I mean, they're a two-seed for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go to east or west? Uh, we'll go to the east. We'll go to okay. the New York. New York division. Coming up in New York. Starting off, you got Kansas, the defending national champs. They'll face Milwaukee. At the 8-9, you got Maryland-Pittsburgh. Good old-fashioned rivalry right there. Oh, yeah. Good old-fashioned. But we know who owns that. That's the Maryland side who owns that. That's all sports. Re- read that. Wow. Wow. All okay. sports. Okay. Um, 
I mean everything. I don't know anything relevant from Maryland since <laughs> Alex Lund. Since Adam Jones, Chris Davis. Nothing talking, relevant out of Maryland since then? I'm talking about the state of Maryland. State yeah. of Maryland since then? Yeah. Nothing, nothing relevant nothing, at all? Nothing relevant. That's insane. I mean, you had the governor. What? You talking about Michael Martin O'Malley? Just look it up. Uh, or that might be Delaware. I don't that know. is Delaware. <laughs> you make no sense. UConn, Kent State at 512. <laughs> wow, you in the same bracket as Gonzaga. Gonzaga Yale at four thirteen. Gonzaga, you, UConn and Gonzaga in the same side. If oh, what, I'm licking my chops. Oh my gosh, I'm licking my licking chops my because chops. because here's the thing: if Marty loses that matchup and he has to walk in Monday after UConn lost to Gonzaga, I think Marty would have an aneurysm. No, I, do, I don't think he would ever do the show again. He wouldn't be able to. I would be. I, I would no. I would come in. I would come in. I wouldn't sit out. Like all these Eagle fans did on Monday. Don't look at me, man. Why are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. You didn't come in Monday. Where you going? Where you going? Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. No Eagles fans came Monday but Jason. Jason was the only trooper that came in on Monday. Yeah, man. I mean, losses happen. 6-11, we got TCU Memphis. <laughs> Why does Virginia get this cupcake? Virginia 30, Colgate 14, Missouri 7, West Virginia 10, and an Arizona 2, 15, Ryder. Ryder. Put Milwaukee Bro. at 14. I'm going to be honest. This is by far the worst region we've seen so yes. far. Yes. It is. No, no, I'll, yes. give you, I'll give you that. It is the worst region by far. None of these teams, like... Have been consistent in the tournament At besides Kansas. All. I can see a Missouri Elite Eight run. Oh God! That's what, that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> a that, Missouri like, run like, is I'm terrible. Look, I'm looking at that bottom side of the bracket. I'm going. I can see Missouri in the Elite Eight. I can see Missouri in the Final Four at this rate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like Kansas has a uh, cakewalk. They do. They have UConn. I have everyone there. <laughs> you literally said Kansas, and right in their track is y'all. <laughs> you let you set yourself up for that one. Like you set yourself up because I think you actually match up well to Kansas. But you set yourself up. I really don't want to play Kent State. Oh, they're really good. Kent State is good. That scares me. That's, That's why I'm that, like, that is a game. I'm I'm freaking out. The second That's why year I'm in like, row. It's something like Gonzaga got off easy with Yale. Second year, third year in a row. That you lose in the first round? Yes. Oh, what was the year before the last one? I don't want to talk about that one. You want to know oh, something? You know the last time they were in the second round? 2014. <laughs> and what happened that year? No, 2013. I'm sorry. No, 2014. What happened that year? You won. Yeah. But that was almost 10 years ago, Marty. You haven't done anything since. My heart can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can already feel my heart clutching. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's a very soft side. I would bargain to the committee to try and get you to move Kent State and Yale. What happened between 2016 and 2021? Absolutely nothing. Kevin Ollie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. The American and Kevin Ollie. And then we fight. 2019 happened. No, no, no. 2019. Were, you well, didn't win. No, they, they weren't even in the tournament. Well, okay. Okay, that was the. It was Dan Hurley's first year. And, and the tournament got canceled. We, and right? we had no 
No, no, that was 2020. 2020. So 2019 was Dan Hurley's first year. We had, you know, the Kevin Ollie recruits. So the team was just atrocious. But we became a winning. He got us somehow above 500 with all those terrible recruits. 2020, we were. We were. COVID. COVID. That was the COVID year. We were the biggest regular season champs. And then you made it the past two years. But you haven't won a single game. Going to the West. Yeah, Houston. Facing off against Texas A&M. Community College. No, no, no. No, Texas A&M. Corpus Crispy. What? <laughs> no, it's the it's the college that's on an island. That's a cereal. That's a cereal box. Come on. Corpus Crispy. Uh, look it up. I swear to God. No, I know it's real, but that's a cereal box. <laughs> it's a cool program. They're like they're like on an island off of somewhere. Texas? Yeah. Really? It's like it, it's look it up. There's American territory that uh, hold on, this is not a history lesson, guys. I'm telling you. Texas A&M University crisp, Corpus Crispy is like an it's like an island type. Thing. Okay, so when you press their link, it takes you straight to um it takes you back to the NCAA bra- it takes you back to NCAA Maine Maryland. because there's no thing for that. What's wrong with Maryland? We just don't like the state. No, I'm looking at Jason. That's when they lost in 2021 in the first round. I don't yeah, because Maryland about is that. better than you. I said I don't want to talk about the it. The state of Maryland I, I, owns I, I Connecticut. Come on. The state of Maryland owns Connecticut. Oh, not Bug Knight and RJ Cole. Tyrese Martin. One <laughs> of ten that game. Tyrese Martin, <laughs> one of the greatest players in NCAA history. Oh my Providence, God. Duke. One of the most leading scorers. Provin- Duke's a nine seed, man. Duke's a nine seed. Providence, Duke. Eight, nine. Hey, I would count your blessings bro. about being a seed, okay? Look where we're at. I would count <laughs> you your blessings. You guys are the last four I in. would count your blessings. They're in the last four in. And then, yes. oh my God, then they get a West Coast Conference team if they win that one. Yes. We get St. Illinois, 12 at 5-12. Or Illinois, Oral Roberts, 5-12. Oral Roberts, back here again. Oof. Iowa State Drake, cool. cool. Saint Mary's, and either Mississippi State or North Carolina. I'm taking Saint Mary's any day of the week. Saint Mary's. That's fine. Saint Mary's. Saint Mary's. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm terrified to play Saint Mary's. Yeah, you should be. I w- I would. Should be. I should mean, be terrified I- to play basketball today. I'm not. If we have UConn in this bracket, oh, I'm salivating. I want I want North Carolina. I want UConn. <laughs> I need that first round matchup. <laughs> Imagine if we make it to the final four. Championship. Bro, if we no, 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 because look, we're we're in the fi- we would face in the final four. No, we wouldn't. We would face in the Oh no, we would face in the championship. Okay. No, I'm reading it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we'd read it I wrong. I can't I can't imagine that Monday show like previewing the game that Oh my night. god, me and Martel would be insufferable. I, I'm I would probably kill Zach. <laughs> I would kill Marty. Marty's dead. Uh Kansas State, UC Santa Barbara for three fourteen. All right, Kansas State won. Got it. Whoa. You're just gonna throw Have out you heard s- of UT San- UC Santa Barbara other than from a movie or some research that they've done because they're really smart people? Michigan State, Nevada. Thank you. 710. <laughs> and then UCLA, Eastern Washington. That's honestly that's, a good that, matchup. That's a 15 upset right there. That's a good matchup. That's a 15 there. upset right there. What has UCLA done all year other than face Pac-12? Nothing. Nothing. Pac-12 is so soft this year. Well, saying that, and Eastern Washington plays in the um, Big Sky. Yes, but Eastern Washington has been dominating the Big Sky, and they they have a couple upsets. Because it's the Big Sky. 
I mean, Martel, you're right. If you go down to like the conference breakdown for that, UCLA is only one of two teams from the entire Pac-12 oh, that's, that's projected to make it. Oh, my God. You guys want to know what the biggest blowout in college basketball was this year? Eastern Washington. They beat some team, some poor soul of a team, 130-54. to 54. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, Eastern Washington is something to look out for. Who is the Northwest Indian Eagles? They don't need to be a program. They shot 63% from the field. They haven't lost since Texas Tech. Where they lost by seven. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, Eastern Washington is going to be... They're going to be an upset. Oh, my God. I'm so, I, I'm surprised. I, I'm sad that Arizona got a soft rider, whoever rider is. Rider's not bad. I've heard of rider. Oh, they're in the uh, they're yep. in the the Mac. The Mac. The, the fake Mac. No, 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 like the real, real fake Mac. Yeah. The M A A C. Oh, oh, the real fake Mac. Oh. Yeah, like Quinnipiac. You got Manhattan, Fairfield, Marist. Oh, the Make. The Make. Iona. I call them the make because it's an A sound, double A. So I put, well, Ryder moved for Niagara. Ryder played Georgia close. Cool. I don't I don't know who they are. And I think Iona gets in over them, honestly. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it, I guess they beat Iona head-to-head. No, Iona actually beat them head-to-head, but they play. Oh, no, 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 no. They play the last game of the season. They beat Iona already once, and they play again against head-to-head at the end of the season. But Iona has a tough end of the season. They play their other top teams in the conference. Oh, this is the St. Peter's This is conference. the St. Peter's Conference. Uh-oh. Wait, isn't Rick Pitino coaching Iona? Mm-hmm. Wait, no, you're no, you're joking. That is, that is not Rick Pitino. Yeah. It is Rick Pitino. What? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm so excited for the bracket. I know this is just like the projections and all that. I think some locks so far, though, are definitely the one through five seeds. Everyone who is right now a one through five seed is a lock for the tournament. Doesn't matter like where they end up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than UConn, but yeah, no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Yeah, they're all locks. I think four weeks from tomorrow is, is the first games. So countdown's on, man. One month away from tomorrow, one month baby. Away. Make sure, make sure you tune in close to then because we're gonna do a little bracket challenge. Bracket challenge. Get a little prize. Well, of course. <coughs> Yo, shmante. When we get Shmula. I'm kidding. No money involved. No money, no money involved. Well, when we get closer, we'll, we'll we, don't, we don't have that kind of bread. I mean, we can ask the school. No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, then I need to be paid for doing this show. My services are very valuable. I was just kidding. I know. It's okay. No. You guys would do an INT bracketology? An NIT? Bracketology, real quick. We got two. Yeah, minutes. North Carolina is going to be a one seed. No, we're not. We're going to be in the <laughs> tournament, and we're going to go to the Elite Eight, and we're going to play UConn in the final. Fo- we're going to play UConn in the national title game. What's your, what's your final schedule looking like? Let's uh, let's go take a look. Why we got to look at North Carolina's final let's schedule? Let's go take a look because it's not really hard. Take a look. It, it only, it it's not only super hard. Just click North Carolina. Okay. No, it doesn't work. It takes you all the way out to to men's basketball. All right, so we'll go to we'll go to standings. Yeah. 
I right? see a lot of L's coming up. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> let me let me let me look. ACC, North Carolina, almost by almost by Louisville at the bottom of the conference. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Considering there's six other schools in between us. NC right. State, you're going to NC State tonight. NC State is a very good game. NC State's a very Sorry, good game this weekend. This weekend, you're good. But NC State is a very good game. You already took that L. You've lost four or five. You lost four or five. Yeah. And you think you're going to do something in the tournament? I know we're going to do something in the tournament. <laughs> Wasn't there a period in the season where you went like what three of te- three for seven? It's six of eight. But guess what? Guess what? What? We're what? still in the tournament. I don't care. Should Guess what? We're still going to be there. And then you're going to hear you shut know. up and you hear your mouth again. Because you're going to lose in the first round again. You guys are bums. You guys are bums. <laughs> we're bums? You're we're better bums? than us, but you're still bums. No. We'll go farther than the tournament this year. Guess what? Sure. Let, all, right. get, well, all we have to do is make the tournament. All, right. all, all we have to do is make the tournament. tournament. Okay, so when we make it and you make it, I'll get to hear you say, you don't, I have to do more than make the tournament. And when you lose in the first round again, and, and oh, God, don't let you lose in the first round again and I win a game. You're never going to hear the end of it. You're losing to Virginia. Okay. You're losing to Duke again. No. Losing to NC State. Fine. Definitely losing to Florida State. And you're definitely God losing no. to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is crazy. First round of the of the ACC tournament? Take that out. The, uh, Are North they Carolina even going to make crazy. the NIT at this point? Are they even going to make the ACC tournament? <laughs> the hate for North Carolina is insane. It's fine. The best gets hated. The only one I understand is Duke. You I don't understand because you're a fake blue blood. We established this yesterday. You're a fake blue blood. It's okay. That's all we have for today. That's why Hill Nation rise up. As Jason and I dance, dance this away. We dance on the UNC grave. You guys are just as bad. We're in the tournament, baby. No, you're not. You, you have to win out, too. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked.